0: <laughs> hello everybody and welcome back it's episode 24 of the soco show this is the co-host cody michael i'm joined as always by the so host seth Hart. not present uh, well we all wish he wasn't but <laughs> seth is indeed here and holy cow do we got a big show for you guys today first of all Episode twenty-four, Seth. It's our third anniversary, Woot! our third octiversary, Woot! That is.
1: <laughs> you know it's important. Those eight, those eights are important.
0: The eights are super important. I at this point I don't even remember why. It's uh, because
1: because it, uh, after the the first one it had been two months. I felt like that was a
0: uh, had
1: been a, a two months is a long time. So now it's been six months. So wow. Yeah, six months, half a year.
0: Seth knows division, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and multiplication, for that matter. And calendars. It's exciting. I can uh, read Twenty-four episodes is a big deal. Third anniversary is a big deal. It's also uh, it's the final show of twenty seventeen, so we're gonna spend a lot of the episode today looking back at twenty seventeen and also looking forward to twenty eighteen and to, forward to twenty nineteen as yeah. well. Uh, probably less about that, um, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wanna skip to twenty twenty. Why? You know why?
0: <laughs> I don't know why.
1: Because then the the orange guy will be out of out of the. Oh jeez!
0: <laughs> well, you don't know that. That's just when the election's gonna yeah, be. He'll that's... be gone in 2021, but we'll be 30. So shut your mouth about looking oh, forward to that shit.
1: I already look like I'm 30. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh man. Well, like I said, a uh, lot of fun stuff. We're gonna we're gonna look back a lot at 2017 before we get into some some looking forward. Uh, so what what are some of your uh, highlights from 2017? What are some of the cool shit you did?
1: Um, well, we started this. That's pretty cool. I th- I think so. Yeah. That's, I mean. We went up from zero listeners to, like, 11, so that's cool. Um, yeah, and
0: then past that for most of them.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, we did, did our Vegas trip. I went to We went to L.A. That was quite a bit of fun. Saw a lot more movies this year. That was pretty cool. A lot more TV shows. I don't know. Overall, it's pretty solid year.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Did a lot of traveling, saw a lot of movies. Highlight for me was definitely my birthday, um, <laughs> being on the beach in L.A. Co-Day is always a special day, but this one was a really good one. Um, my favorite place to be is on the beach And got to spend my birthday there So so that was fun Also uh, Vegas was cool As always um, Gosh I saw Get Out this year mm-hmm. um, Which as we talked about last week Was my favorite movie of the year And possibly ever um, At least for a very long time At least probably Coco years I would say
1: <laughs> Is that two or five?
0: Uh, you be the judge <laughs> No, 2017, was a, it was a fun year. Um, we're, it's weird. We're getting to the age now where it's like, you know, none of us, like, got our driver's license or got to drink for the first time <laughs> or anything like that, so...
1: Yeah, we're only a couple years off from our 10-year high school reunion, so...
0: That's true! <laughs> that shit's coming up soon. We're old. Yeah, we're getting there. We're certainly getting there. Well, let's get to the show, and I, I want to start in sports. Sports! <laughs> and it was a big week for uh, the NFL... Of course, it's weeks, it was week 16, so only one week left of the regular season. And the playoff picture has pretty much shaken itself out. Playoffs? With only a couple spots left to be decided. So the AFC looks like this. Uh, the Patriots and Steelers have clinched first-round buys. Uh, Patriots need to win to secure the one seed. Steelers need a win and a Patriots loss to jump them. Jacksonville is locked in as the three seed. Kansas City is locked in as the four seed, with Baltimore is currently the five. And then you have Tennessee, the Chargers, and the Bills are all tied for that last seed. Right now, Tennessee has the tiebreak, so they're sitting in it. But depending on how the games shake out, um, any of those three teams could be the sixth seed. Um, I'm not sure if Baltimore's... Baltimore has not clinched either. Actually, now that I look at it, so if the right way, if it shakes out the right way, Baltimore could find themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: Looking at uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, the Chargers, and the Bills, uh, which of those teams Ugh. do you think has? I don't think any of them to me has a chance at a Super Bowl run. But yeah. which do you give the best the best shot, or do you think could go the deepest?
1: Chargers. You think so? I think the Chargers. They've had they were hot for a while, and then they've kind of had a couple off games, but their defense is is still playing really well. They got a couple. They have two of the best pass rushers in the league, and this time, and then they can run the ball really well. With Gordon, he's hurt right now, so we'll see. But that—that's the formula for winning the playoffs: is running the ball and yep. and getting pressure on the quarterback. So if they can do that, I think they can make a decent run. Maybe, maybe win the wild card round potentially if they make it in.
0: Yeah, I like uh, I like LA too. Uh, obviously, like you said, they can run the ball. Veteran quarterback and Phillip Rivers, uh, and they've played tough. They've played some good games, not lately. But they had a good stretch there in the middle of the season. I do like Baltimore too. It, it's they're one of those teams that just they just seem to keep winning, and I don't think the strength of schedule has been very great. But mm-hmm. uh, likewise, they've they've run the ball good enough. They've got a veteran quarterback in Joe Flacco, and that defense has been really good mm-hmm. uh, for most games this year. I think there's a couple stinkers that they put up. Yeah, I do like Baltimore. Whoever does get into the wild card gets to play Jacksonville and the Chiefs. Uh-huh. Both of, both of those teams have been very uneven throughout the year so either of those games could kind of be a toss-up depending on which of those I think Jacksonville and the Chiefs will both come in as favorites mm-hmm. but you never know who's going to come out of the tunnel for those two teams so yeah. who knows
1: I think Jacksonville's the tougher out of the two because their defense is so damn good mm-hmm. that, um in terms of putting up points you never know what their offense but their defense is, is pretty damn solid the Chiefs have been the definition of back and forth this yeah. year they've been really good and put up a lot of points and they've been really bad. Their defense has always been bad this year. <laughs> their defense is ranked like at one point they're like 31st. Mm-hmm. So they're not a good defense, but their offense can, can win them any game if they do the right thing. So
0: Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in the AFC. I, I don't think any I don't think anyone besides the Patriots and Steelers has a snowball's chance yeah. of coming out of the AFC. So I, I think it's just a matter of getting to that conference championship. Mhm. Um, but who knows? You who know, shall see. That's, there's a reason why they play the games.
1: I'd be down for a rematch between the Steelers and the Patriots, so that was a damn good game. That
0: would be a bloodbath, yeah. I think.
1: That last game was pretty damn good with how, how it came down to the end, too, so yeah. I would be down for a rematch of that.
0: Uh, also, in Patriots-Steelers news, James Harrison is going over to the Patriots. <laughs> yep. Uh, a lot of people are crying foul about this, yeah. saying that they only hired him as a spy. Yeah, to uh, divulge the secrets of of the Steelers and whatever. Well, if he
1: did, he did. I mean, yeah. it's it's not against the rules. That's, that's true. <laughs> and the Steelers let him go, yep. so it's only be the the how. I mean, how many years he's played is only the third team he's played on. He mm-hmm. played on the the Bengals for a little while, and and now uh, which is, that's a division rival. So he kind of did the same thing there. Yep. But you know, uh, I hey, if he, if someone wants him on this on this team for whatever reason, he deserves it. That dude's a freak.
0: Yeah. I hope they get him in the game, and I hope he comes up big yeah. through the playoffs. Because, um, yeah, he's one of those guys, if, if he were able to get a ring this year, he, he's about the age where he mm-hmm. could think about retiring. Oh, yeah, 39, he's 39. <laughs> 39 years old, but he's still been great. When yeah. he's been on the field, he's kind of been pushed off for some younger talent this year yeah. on Pittsburgh. But when he's been on the field the last year or so, um, he's been really impressive, even still. Yep. So it, he, he put out a tweet, he, he's finally not the oldest guy on his team. Because of Tom, Tom. Brady yeah. So that's exciting <laughs> for him and good for him. Any a vet gets a chance at a ring, I'm all for it. Yep. Let's look at the NFC, which I think is a lot more interesting. Uh, Philly has locked in the number one seed. They're going to have home field advantage throughout. Uh, Minnesota currently sits in the two, the Rams at three, and the Saints at four, with the wild card teams being Carolina, who's clinched a berth. And then Atlanta and Seattle, who have not. Mm-hmm. So that last spot is going to either go to Atlanta or Seattle, depending on one or two games, how they shake out. They're currently tied, though, and Atlanta has the tiebreaker right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, however it is, the Sunday games go is going to determine which of those teams gets in at six. Yep. Panthers are also currently at five. There is a scenario where they could jump all the way up to two yeah. and take the Vikings spot. What is, how does, how does yeah, that got
1: to so, you now? So basically the Vikings have the two spot. If they win, if the Rams win, or the Saints win. So any one of those things happens, they they have the two spot in a first round bye. The only way the Panthers make it in is if they win, the Vikings lose, the Rams lose, and the Saints lose.
0: Yikes. Well, (laughs) cross your fingers, Carolina, but it doesn't look like you're getting a home (laughs) playoff. So, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I I think the NFC is wide open. Yeah. Uh, Looking specifically at Atlanta and Seattle. Who you know? Everyone else is in. Yeah. Atlanta and Seattle aren't. Which of these two teams do you think, if they can squeeze in, have the better chance at going deep?
1: I think Atlanta. The they they have the most all around better team than the Saints do, or than the Seahawks do. The Seahawks just have Russell Wilson and that's it. Their mm-hmm. defense hasn't been good. They don't mm-hmm. have a running game, and their receivers are mediocre. If they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have Russell Wilson, so he's an entire team, and it would take a lot for them to to go. Atlanta has. Has a pass rush. They can run the ball. Like the, that's exactly that's like they're like the the Chargers in the AFC. They have a pass rush. They can run the ball. And they got Julio. Mm-hmm. I, I they I think they could they could make a decent run again. Maybe win the wild card round. Probably not. But we'll see. I think I like them the best.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Atlanta's the better team. I am crossing my fingers that. Seattle gets in, though, because it's looking like the Rams are, will likely be the three seed and they'll play the six. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta or Seattle will likely be playing at the Rams. I'd rather play Seattle. I yeah. think they're a shit garbage team. I don't think they're very good. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, if Atlanta does get in, that's three teams from the NFC South. That's mm-hmm. an impressive-ass division.
1: Take it from experience, though. Playing, playing the Seahawks in the the, the wildcard round isn't always the best thing.
0: <laughs> well, if your kicker knows the fuck he's doing, <laughs> then you don't have to worry about anything crushing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's really it's really up for grabs. A lot of these teams, we were talking about it last night, th- these teams that have that have really flashed this year, Philly, Minnesota and LA, really inexperienced quarterbacks, mm-hmm. especially at the playoff level. Yeah. O- only uh, among those three, only Nick Foles has played a playoff game and yeah. he lost it. So, behind them, you have Drew Brees, Cam Newton, <laughs> Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson. Yeah. So a lot of experience from those lower seeds. And I think that's their great equalizer is the quarterback. Yeah. And so any, I really, I honestly, I think the NFC is wide open. Do you have a favorite?
1: I would still probably, ugh, that's hard. Honestly, I think the Panthers could cause the most damage. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been kind of down the last few games, but like, you know, Cam's, Cam's got something to proof after their team failed last year pretty hard. And, and uh, they, you know, lost in the Super Bowl the year before that. They they got an okay defense. They got they got a running game. You know that they, they they got what it takes. Julius Peppers is still playing out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. The dude has twelve sacks I think yeah. <laughs> this year. Like what the hell? And he's like ninety two. Yeah, I think the Panthers though are, would be the most scary team to face. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I've been I've been on that. I've been on that thought for a few weeks now just seeing a couple of their games cuz they're just they're just mean. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just beat on you. They're bigger and stronger than yep. everyone else. And that is a good way to win. Is in the cold if they have to, they can play that way. Yep. Um and just down the stretch when everyone's beat up already and the playoff style of football definitely lends themselves to that. Mm-hmm. I will do what I know you won't and be a homer. <laughs> and say that i i do think that the rams have a really good chance um they're very balanced on all sides of the ball i again i think that equalizer is going to be can goff step up to the high pressure situation but i think uh offensively defensively they're as good as any of these teams with exception p- possibly to the vikings mm-hmm. um the Vikings are the one team in this playoffs that I hope the Rams don't have to play <laughs> because they're so good on defense. Yeah, they, can, they are. Really they can neutralize. Defense. They can neutralize anybody. Uh, I'm looking at the points against for them, and they have 50 less points allowed than everyone else. In really the, in the in the playoffs? I know
1: they've had a couple of games, so they gave up a lot of points. Yeah. Um, well, I... this is just the
0: NFC. There might be some NFC yeah. teams with better defenses, but so that, that's gonna the defense. Obviously, you know, going in the playoffs is is gonna make a big difference, mm-hmm. and you know, offensively, Minnesota has been nothing to nothing to slouch yeah. at, no slouches. Um, so. I, I really like Minnesota and I really like the Rams. So, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like I said, I, I, I know you won't beat the Vikings drum, but I can't. Uh, yeah.
1: They They're, they lost they lost a huge piece on their offensive line this list last week um, with Nick Easton, one of the best guards in football. That's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be harder to run the ball. Um, they were he he's one of the most athletic linemen in the, in the game, and they were able to do a lot of pulling with him and doing a lot of screens. And screens are a big part of like Jarek McKinnon's game. That eliminates that. It's going to be tough because the guy they put in there, he's going to be a good pass blocker. He's a he's a he's a tackle, um, so they put him in at guard. But ugh, it's going to be tough. I, I think that that line's going to have some trouble against. You got the Eagles who have the best pass rush in football. Uh, if they have to play them, you got the Rams who have the best front four in football. You got the again the when they played the Falcons, they got ate, ate up by Claiborne and mm-hmm. and uh, the other guy they got there. It's it's going to be tough.
0: I, I'm really excited to try to watch all these NFC playoff games and, and we'll uh you know, as they kick off, we will uh we'll get into making more predictions and get more in depth about the matchups once we find out what they are. But going into a week seventeen. So it's gonna be I know we'll have all the TVs fired up and, <laughs> and seeing all the games, specifically the Vikes and Rams. So yep. it'll uh it'll be fun and then, you know, playoffs soon. And we're gonna get to see the Rams and Vikes in the playoffs. <laughs> First time they've both been in the playoffs yeah. since I can yeah,
1: I, I, I don't even know. The I, last
0: time I know was in 2000, and the Rams just steamrolled the Vikes on oh, really? route to a Super Bowl championship. Okay, I'll never forget watching that game. So who knows? Probably more of the same this year.
1: That was before I started really paying attention. So
0: well, they've been worse since you started paying attention. So. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's get over to video games, and this week we're going to do a shortened version of what we did last week with Jared. We're going to look back at 2017 and just go through our top, uh, what do we say, top five? Top three. Top three? Yeah. Our top three favorite video games. Vidger games. That we played in 2017. Uh, do you want to kick it off, Seth?
1: Sure. So yeah, I didn't play a ton of games this year. Neither did I. I was, I was way more into the movies and TV, but still had a chance to check out some of my favorites, and... First one was one that I didn't initially plan on getting uh, or playing, but uh, I enjoyed enjoyed it quite a bit. It was Call of Duty World War II, and I'm thinking more along the story of of things. Um, I enjoyed the story quite a bit on this one. We I talked about it when when it came out, but just kind of it was it was different, but while being a, a same kind of World War II story, uh, it it definitely delved into some kind of more emotional aspects, and it it was pretty interesting. I liked it quite a bit, so. Call of Duty World 2, and the multiplayer's quite a bit of fun, too, that they, they scaled it back quite a bit and made it more simple, and I I played a pretty good amount of it, I like it quite a bit, so.
0: Yeah, I know um, I haven't gotten a chance to play it, but that's about what I've heard from a lot of folks, is yeah. it's, it's a, a real return to form yep. for Call of Duty and, and a pleasant one, so that's good. My number three is going to be Madden. Uh, okay. The Madden 18, and we talked about it, we reviewed it a while back, um, but I... I, I similar to call of duty i thought that this madden really kind of reined it in and and got kind of back to what it was good at and that was the super realistic simulation Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of bells and whistles in madden but it's the kind of thing where it might give you an advantage to know everything Mm -hmm. but it's not really necessary um to know at all like you you're not going to beat someone just because you know how to use a touch pass Mm -hmm. instead of a zip pass so uh, i i've really dug madden i've i've Got a pretty good record at it so far <laughs> this year, so that's been pretty fun. And um, you know, just like anything, it, it's just fun to play along with the with the season as it goes on.
1: Did you get to ever do the story on it?
0: I never did, but you you did. And you said it was pretty cool.
1: It was all right. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a scaled down version of like a
0: like a telltale, like the right?
1: Telltale, yeah, Batman yeah. type games.
0: Yeah, just a, just a really solid addition to Madden. I, I get Madden most years, so nothing really super new here but yeah uh, again it's a year I didn't play a lot of games so and Madden was was pleasant so yeah that comes in at number three for me.
1: Number two two two. Uh, Number two for me would be Uncharted Lost Legacy that it was DLC but it wasn't because it ended up being a full game release and it was about 70 hours long. It was about as long as any other you know story game that's out there for you know third person type story so it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it focused on Chloe Fraser, who was a uh, one of the kind of protagonists from some of the other games. I don't. know. I, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't anything really new, other than it was kind of more open world than the other ones. But no, I had a lot of fun with it. I spent quite a bit of time with that one too.
0: My number two is going to be one one that I, di- I did review on the show. It's called the Turing Test, mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't remember, it's it's very similar to like a Portal mm-hmm. game where it's a series of puzzles. And there's a malevolent AI who is kind of guiding you through and you chat with as the game goes on. And it was just really interesting to me because the puzzles were really engaging and the story that was going on over the top had this had this theme of what does it mean to be human versus what, it, what does it mean to be an artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it raised some interesting questions and was just fun to kind of think about as you were going through these puzzles. So that was a really fun one for me. I don't know if it was released this year or not, but it was on the Games for Gold this yeah. year. And so I picked it up and played through it, and, and that was that was a fun one.
1: Yeah. Number one,
0: one, one.
1: Number one for me is Horizon Zero Dawn. It was mm. pretty pretty easily my my number one choice. I I spent so many hours on that game. It's not even funny. I probably spent. I think there was a there was a statistic on there that that said how many hours I spent, and it was. Definitely double digits, and I think it was like thirty or forty hours on that game. So Jeez. I loved every second of it, and I haven't quite finished the, the expansion yet because Call of Duty's taken up some of that time. But I, I just love how big the the map is, and how much how much little detail is, in everything, and how many things you can go do. It's it's so much fun, and I can't wait for the sequel.
0: That's very similar to my number one, which is Destiny Two. I uh, I got this one. My brother and I. He lives in Germany. I think we've mentioned him on the show before, once or twice. Um, We got the first Destiny as as something to kind of play together while he was over there. And so we picked up the second one for the same reason. And we, we haven't played a ton of it. We've maybe done six or eight hours of it. And there's a lot more to go. But just like you said with Horizon, there's so much to do in Destiny. Which is impressive because the minute details of the surroundings... If at any time you're walking around and you stop and just look around... It's incredible the level of detail and how picturesque everything is. And then the gameplay is awesome. You know, you're just headshotting a bunch of weird aliens and shit like that. So, yeah, uh, it's super fun. And the story is actually pretty engaging, too, and kind of emotional in parts. So, it's been really fun so far. I'm excited to get back on it and finish it uh, when, when we get a chance. So, yeah, Destiny goes down as my number one of the year. Did you have any honorable mentions as well? Anything I- else you got a hold of?
1: Um played a little bit of like the the batman uh, enemy enemy within like, like story type things i played the first one last year and then so they came out with the new episodes this year so those are kind of fun i didn't yeah like i said i didn't play it a whole ton though i there were some fun vr games that i got to play uh i know each this year we checked out the uh the don't it was like an escape room type one it was like don't
0: i expect you to die
1: i expect you to die that's what it's called um that was that was quite a bit of fun to play and watch Far Point came out this year, which was that that gun game, the VR gun. That was a lot of fun. Some good VR games.
0: What was the one? Uh, don't talk or you'll explode. Yeah,
1: that's one where I think that's that's what it's called, where one of us is outside the helmet, the other one's inside, and we had to fuck with the. That was
0: really fun. That
1: was fun to do. We, we I know we have like fifty of them left, and we we still we, we should, should
0: pick that up again sometime. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I, it's called like stop talking and or We've... start talking and no one explodes or something along that. Yeah. And one person wears the VR helmet, and the other person is looking at the TV screen, mm-hmm. and they're seeing two different things. Mm-hmm. And so the person who's looking at the TV screen has to give instructions to the person in the VR mask yeah. in order to disarm a bomb. And it's super fun if you have a partner that you're compatible with. This, I'm sure, it could go horribly wrong if yeah. you didn't get along with who you were trying. Or to Or if it <laughs> was like
1: a room full of people.
0: Yeah, a room full of people is really tough. Yeah, but yeah, that's a fun game to check out, and I think you can get it on like
1: you can get it on the, the cell phone VRs yep. too. Yep.
0: So that's where the shot, even if you don't have the PSVR, uh, give that a quick Google search, see if you can find it in the Android store or the Apple Mm -hmm. store.
1: If we can figure out the name.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The honorable mentions that I had were, one was Doom, Mm. which actually came out in 2016, but I only got a hold of it this year. And Doom is awesome. (laughs) The only reason I didn't put it in my top three was because it came out the previous year, and I know that. Um, But Doom is super fun because... Anytime there's bad guys present, they play this metal fucking rock music, that's <laughs> Super, and I play it with headphones on, and it, it just makes you want to just, like, scream and run around and just blow dudes up.
1: Makes you want to scream. Yeah. I hear you screaming.
0: S- occasionally. Ah! Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I get a little scared, um, but there's, it makes you feel so fucking powerful yeah. in a way that I've not felt in a long time, <laughs> since maybe, like, Halo 3. <laughs> Fuck you. I feel powerful in real life. <laughs> Uh, but in a video game, I've not felt that powerful since since probably Halo 3. Um, and it's all because of the music. Because anytime, like, you pick up a big-ass new gun, and you get like a... And then you go into a room full of all these guys, and they start squealing at you, and it's like... <assic> <groans> <inaudible> <prawns tirar laughs> It's like a disturbed video, and you're just running around, <laughs> and everyone blows up, and there's blood everywhere. You can chainsaw that. it's. It is anyone who needs to unleash violent hell uh, should play Doom because that shit is super fun.
1: I want your your rock sounds to be Sounders from now on.
0: Was <laughs> da well, da 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 da. Oh, it's a good the the other honorable mention I had was Star Wars Battlefront, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people aren't loving, but I, I really did enjoy the story mode. I thought it was interesting. It, again, it didn't make my top three, but just one I wanted to mention um, because it's one of the few games I did play this year, and I liked it more than most. Mm-hmm. So, let's, uh, let's also quickly look forward to 2018, and uh, Seth, talk about a couple of the games that you're really excited for that are, that are fixing to come out next year.
1: Well, I have five, so start with number five. <laughs> I like lists. Uh, number five is a game that got announced a couple years ago it's been uh, somewhat of a focal point of the ps4 e3 conferences it's a game called days gone i don't know if you remember this one at all it's kind of of, it's kind of there's a guy that looks like he's wearing a sons of anarchy jacket and he's killing a bunch of zombies i don't know if you remember that at all um it's kind of it's it's like an open world zombie type game and i think there's some twists in there too from what the trailer showed but uh, it's it's like a huge world and there's hordes of zombies that come that come around at once and you can actually use the zombies as a weapon as well like you can <laughs> you can kind of like focus them on the people you're trying to go against so it's kind of cool uh, it looks it looks interesting I'm not super jazzed about it but I'll check it out probably when it comes out uh, number four for me uh, Far Cry Five I, I know you saw the trailer for this this Far Cry
0: fi- Far Cry is amazing yeah and I've never played one but I've seen it
1: I've purchased the last two now. I purchased Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Cry 4, and every time I play them, like, there's, I play it for a bit, and then I just kind of lose interest, because it, I don't know, like, the one was like an an animal safari type one, and one was like a, which kind of went back in time almost, and one was just kind of like a a South African type thing going on, and I I don't know, like, I lose interest after a little bit. I remember one of the last ones, you could beat it in 15 minutes, like, legally, there was a way to beat it in like 15 minutes.
0: Oh, I remember this, You just yeah. waited
1: around in a, in a place for a while. But anyway, I, this one actually looks really interesting. This one takes place in the United States. It takes place on like the western U.S., kind of like in the boonies. And uh, it's kind of like a Westboro Baptist Church type oh, thing going cool. on. That That's what really interests me. And I hope this one can keep my interest longer than what the other ones did. Um, I'm excited for It, it looks cool. Number three is a game called Detroit Become Human, which is made by and I think I mentioned this, mentioned this previously. It's made by the people who made Heavy Rain. If you've ever checked that game out, it's one of my favorite games ever. Uh, it's kind of a it's it's a lot like a Telltale. You get a little bit more to do in terms of moving around and and doing like detective work and things like that. But uh, these games are very involved. It takes that the you know choices thing to a whole other level. This one I saw the trailer for it and. One action in this can lead to, like, hundreds of different consequences. They've been working on this game for a really long time, so I'm excited for this. It looks it looks super realistic. It looks like a movie. Uh, I'm excited to play this. Number two for me is one I know you're excited to play. It's one you'll actually probably play when it comes out. Uh, I might
0: sp- buy my own copy in addition <laughs> to the copy I know you're going
1: to buy. <laughs> Number two is Insomniac Spider-Man. So I, I'm really pumped for this game. The, the trailers look super intense and they look, it looks like so much fun. There's a, there's a few moments that has me a little worried, which has made it not number one for me is, is there's quite a few quick time, uh, events in, in what I saw in the, in the trailers, which worries me a little bit because I don't want that to be the whole Spider-Man thing. I want to be able to be Spider-Man and swing around and kick people in the face and make those decisions in Spider-Sense and all that. The story looks really cool. It's a completely original story for Spider-Man. So, but no, I'm just excited. I'm excited to to get back into that world, because Spider-Man 2 was one of my favorite games ever, and being able to swing around New York City now in like a completely realistic-looking environment with a, a brand new story that's written by the comic book creators, I'm, I'm excited for this. And then number one for me, one of my favorite game franchises of all time, God of War, uh, comes out early 20, 2018, so I'm excited. They haven't released the official re- re- release date yet, but Oh my god, I'm excited for this. Watch uh, out
0: box button. Here we come.
1: <laughs> this one does look to have a little bit more strategy involved. So, there's not the he doesn't have the chains and the swords anymore. He's got an axe and there's there's some more like projectiles involved and uh, using the environment and things like that. So, it's a different viewpoint too. It's not like the the other God of Wars were kind of a you could do like a it, there's like a sky-type view or it was very linear the the other games and this one looks to have more it's all behind the shoulder type of look type of view like third person i don't know i'm, I'm really excited for this and i can't wait to hear where the story goes where why he is still alive because he died in the other ones like I, i'm excited Spoiler, yeah who cares <laughs> came out 2013 i'm excited i can't wait so uh, it's gonna I, it should be a good year for for games i have at least five that i want to check out and play so i'm pumped and potentially i don't think we're gonna get uh Last of Us Two. That would be number, my number one if Last of Us Two was for sure coming out next year. It sounds like it probably won't, but if that would be a number one for sure is Last of Us Two. That game, uh, there's no gameplay yet, but I'm like I would pre-order right now if I could.
0: <laughs> no doubt, at Last of Us is is highly anticipated even beyond anything coming out in eighteen. I would probably guess. Yeah. I want to just uh, mention a couple more that are on Xbox, and one of them is called Anthem. Do you remember seeing this one at e Yeah, I
1: think that's. I think it's also going to be a playstation game as well yeah
0: yeah it's not exclusive to xbox um but it you're a guy in a super suit Mm -hmm. and you fight aliens Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying it's a destiny ripoff if it's a destiny ripoff awesome because i like (laughs) destiny (laughs) um a lot of folks are really excited for red dead redemption 2 Yep. i didn't play the first did you
1: played a little bit i couldn't get into it it came out at a time when i wasn't i was into games but the open world thing never got to me at that Mm -hmm. point so
0: yeah, that's, it's uh, Wild West meets Grand Theft Auto, as yeah. I've heard described in the past. So yep. I know a lot of folks are going to be picking that one up. Yeah, Crackdown 3? Yeah. yeah. I've not played any of the Crackdown games, but I've seen some gameplay trailers and stuff for this, and it looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just this crazy overpowered guy, and you just blow up all sorts of shit. Apparently, Terry Crews yeah. is a playable character. Like, Terry Crews, the guy, yeah. is a playable character in this game. Yeah,
1: he was in the trailer at E3, and he's... He loves that game, apparently.
0: Yeah, and you, you you can like jump around and fly, and and you have crazy firepower. Apparently, it's insane. Well, the
1: first one came out as uh, kind of basically they made people buy the game so people could get beta access to Halo, Halo Three. Halo Three, yeah. Yep. And then it got big. People loved it. So
0: the the one I'm most looking forward to is called We Happy Few. Mm. Do you remember seeing this one? Yep. So I first saw this at I think E3 2016. They, they had a trailer earlier, for? potentially. It was. It's been a long yeah. time in the making, and it's a game that's based in. It's like a past version of Britain, and it's a world where everyone takes this drug called Joy, and so everyone is high all the time, and they see the world in a way that's like perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like Seth's favorite Tobelo song. <laughs> and your character apparently goes off of the drug. And start seeing the world for what it really is. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking scary. And
1: then don't you like have to balance kind of... Because if, if you're off the drug too long, they notice.
0: Yeah. So then you
1: have to kind of like take the drug to... To fit in. Yeah. You
0: have to pretend you're on joy when you're not. Yeah. Because there are some cops in this that are... They have clown faces, which automatically is creepy as all hell. <laughs> but um, there, was a, um, there was a gameplay trailer for it a while back. Mm-hmm. And you're basically this guy who his job is to redact the newspaper Mm -hmm. so he takes out all the not happy parts of the news which is most of it and anyway you go off the drug and then you have to figure out what the hell's going on while trying to blend in but like there's a shot in this trailer where you walk into a party and they're beating up a pinata and eating the candy out of it but then you aren't on your joy so what you see is that they're murdering a pig and eating it with their hands yeah, and it's horrible. Messed so like, up. that's the kind of shit that you have to pretend to like be okay with in right. this game. And it seems super chilling, but like really fun and interesting. I, I'm that's the one I'm probably most excited for going into next year, other than of course Spider Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and actually the because they switched studios, some other studio bought it, and so initially it was going to be a, a, an Xbox exclusive, and now it's going to be on both consoles. So yep, that'll be cool.
0: All right, let's get over to television. We're not gonna do, we're not gonna do the best of seventeen or best of eighteen coming up soon, for two reasons. One, I don't really watch any TV, and two, Seth watches way too much TV <laughs> to narrow his shit down into a top five or oh, anything yeah. like that. So, um, make sure you go back and listen to the the various Seth's TV corner bits from uh, throughout our first twenty four episodes to to get a get an idea of what some of Seth's favorite shows of the year were. Mister Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot. There you go. Number one, Mr. Robot. Watch that. And uh, before we roll into 2018, we are going to have the final edition of Seth's TV Corner for 2017. It's a mini corner. That's
1: in my TV corner. There's two There's two shows I'll talk briefly about. Both Netflix. All right, so first up, we got uh, The Punisher. The, and I'm way behind on this. This came out like a month ago. That's been a while. <laughs> so I, I won't talk a whole lot about it. I'm sure people who wanted to see it have probably seen it by now. People who don't want to see it, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> I'm not going to go into any spoilers or anything like that. But overall, kind of my thoughts is just generic thoughts about it. It kind of it was a different. It was a different type of Netflix Marvel show. It was. It was kind of. It was quite a. It, it was. It was more about kind of like overall the military and like kind of PTSD, which was kind of it was, it was pretty interesting in that in that aspect. And that was what really the first six or seven episodes started off as. It was a pretty slow pace overall for those first few episodes. And because it did focus mostly on the story and kind of different characters who had who, who were suffering from this PTSD. Um John Bernthal is he plays Punisher, Frank Castle. He's I mean he's he's great. I, I love him in this role. Uh it's hard for me to separate him from Shane <laughs> Just because I loved Shane and The Walking Dead, those first couple seasons were great. But uh, no, he's 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 definitely Frank Castle. He takes on this role, and I know he loves this role. He's done some interviews. Uh, he loves playing the Punisher, so which is really weird because that's a fucked up character. <laughs> uh, but the, so, yeah, I mean, he's clearly the best part of the show. He's, he was the best part of the Daredevil season that he was in. But once you get past those first few episodes, the last five or six episodes are really intense. They're really. That that's when I was really into it and engrossed with the story and kind of what was going on. That's when I was most invested. Um, there was some really brutal stuff the last few episodes because that's when he you know is getting ramping up to the revenge and things like that. And it was whew. It was it was pretty it was pretty brutal. So for those who can't stand some pretty nasty gore, it was on the level of when I saw Cell Block 99. There's oh, some wow. points where I was looking like ah oh, god. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty brutal, but. I mean, if if you like that stuff, definitely watch it. If you don't, overall, I would say if you watch all if you watch all the other Marvel shows, you got to watch it. I mean, it's and it's not it's not a bad watch. It's just not my favorite. Um, if you don't like the Marvel shows and or never checked them out, don't start with this one or don't you don't need to check this out. Um, it's not something like for me Jessica Jones would be like if you watch any Marvel show that would still be it, and you could watch that by itself and you wouldn't need to watch the other shows. It would maybe encourage you to watch some of the other ones, but. And that's what I'm excited for next year is Jessica Jones. I can't wait for that to come out. But, it, I mean, it had some good moments overall, though. You don't have to check this out if, if you don't want to.
0: I'll be skipping it because some of that level of brutality is yeah. not for Cody. Yeah. It makes me sad.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else you got for us?
1: So the, the second show I watched, and it's not really, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a show, kind of not. It's a, really more of a miniseries, kind of like uh, Making the Murderer was. But a little bit more involved than that was Wormwood. Uh, which it's gotten a lot of attention recently. It's been reviewed really, really well. It's a mix of a documentary and a drama. So there's there's you know documentary portion where they're talking to the real life guy, and then there's where they act out not even what he's talking about. They kind of acted out for filler, but what it's about uh, in the 1950s, there the government CIA they experimented with LSD to try and see if they can do mind control to people. And so this guy who he he worked for he worked in the biochemicals type department. They secretly put it in put LSD in this guy's drink at a party to kind of see how he reacted. And he so there's a mystery around he shortly after this happened like a week week or 2 weeks later he died. He jumped off of a quote unquote jumped off of a off of a hotel. Uh, through a hotel window and so the the documentary portion is talking t- exclusively to his son and then a couple other like some lawyers and stuff involved really interesting um it's it's it, it's kind of weird seeing how because the government admitted to this happening going into it but they only admitted to certain pieces and that's kind of where you un- unravel this the story it's really really interesting i i would recommend this to really anyone. It's, there's nothing that's really, like, gory or, you know, messed up or anything. Um, but just the way that the guy tells the story, his son tells the story, and, and the way that the, the actual drama parts were acted out, it was really cool. And they kind of do some some things that may, like, it's kind of like they peel back like an onion with some of the, the acting portions, and they reveal more and more as it goes on, which is really cool. I actually prefer the, the documentary side where they actually talk to the guy and, and talk to the, the different people involved. But the acting was really good too. There's some actors that you would know if you saw them. I, I can't name them. Like I know there's a guy from Psych on there that I, that I liked. Uh, there's a guy from Gotham who plays Don Falcone and and there. Um, just some you you would see these actors and know them. But overall, I mean, it's it's a quick watch. Six episodes. The episodes are no longer than 45 minutes. So I got through this in a day, and I even took a break <laughs> to go see a movie in there. So it, I would I would definitely check this out.
0: Sounds really interesting. I like the kind of uh, conspiracy documentary-type movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are interesting to me, so this sounds like an extended version of that. I'm intrigued to to see what you're talking about as far as the acted-out portions. Yeah. Um, cause it's like a dramatization, but, but not not so much a dramatization right. as, a, as a filling in of the gaps that weren't talked about in the documentary. Is Ex- that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the, he doesn't be like, well... There's some parts where he's like... This, this, and this happened, and you kind of see it, but then they expand on it and go into more detail, and they kind of give their... Because no one knows exactly what happened, and these because the government, co- you know, they covered it all up. Mm-hmm. And so they give their own interpretation, and they give multiple views of it, and it, it's really cool. Hmm. It's really good.
0: This sounds like my kind of thing. I might I might get You should definitely check it out. All right. Well, that's all for TV. Uh, Seth, thanks for doing the corner yet again plenty more work in my corner plenty more tv corner to come uh, as we get into 27 2018 I, I gotta get used to that
1: 2019
0: so let's get into what i assume will be the meat of the show and that is going to be the movie portion <laughs> seth loves meat movie all right well here in movies before we get into sort of the uh the highlight portion of the show—we're gonna do a couple movie reviews. Couple. Uh, Seth, I know you were super busy <laughs> over the last week and saw three movies. I only saw one, uh-huh. so we're gonna do a little bit of uh, quick hitter reviews mm-hmm. on some of the movies we saw this week. I'll—I'll uh, I'll go first. I saw Downsizing last weekend. It's got Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig, and it's Warwick sh- Davis. And also Warwick Davis. It doesn't have Warwick <laughs> Davis. You piece of shit. <laughs>
1: But they're but, also small.
0: Yeah, whatever. But it it has a lot of actors you've seen in kind of small parts. And, <laughs> <god damn> it, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah! <laughs> uh, th- this movie is... A, is The premise behind this movie is that people in the future are able to elect to do a procedure that shrinks them down from full size down to a height of five inches. And then they're put into these communities where everyone is that size. And part of the idea around this is an environmental thing because they create less waste mm-hmm. Another part of it is um economic because they the small people that is their goods cost way less mm-hmm. if you think about it, like yeah. a loaf of bread could last them six years, <laughs> yeah, so everything is super cheap so for example really. um one of the one of the characters in the movie has something like $125,000 as, like, that's their retirement savings. Mm -hmm. They take that to this downsizing community, and it's worth, like, $15 million. Yeah. So you can, even though you're small, you can live large after you get get downsized. And what I really liked about the movie was that premise exactly. Mm -hmm. And the thinking about, most of the movie, I'm thinking, would I do this, given the opportunity? Mm -hmm. Eventually, I came to yes. Okay. I would do it. But... That is where the movie is good. Mm -hmm. Where the movie is bad is it gets to, in my opinion, it gets too far outside of that core premise. Mm -hmm. It gets into like a specific problem and turns a little bit into like a character piece about Matt Damon's character. Mm -hmm. And that's what I didn't like about it. it. It gets really long and it's very clearly in two halves there's the part where you're learning what is downsizing why would you do it why wouldn't you do it what's this world like Mm -hmm. and then you get into a bunch of matt damon stuff that i don't think worked as well okay and so this one for me you know it's over two hours and i i to be honest got kind of bored in the second half okay what i but the early part of this movie worked really really well to me Uh and so it's really hard for me to decide whether or not i would recommend it to people i'm glad that i saw it yeah i'm not gonna watch it again um, and I'm not going to tell people to rush out and go see it, yeah. but but again, what I, I I did thoroughly enjoy the premise of this movie and how they did the first half or so, that maybe two thirds of it. Okay. Um, but where they really went for for a more in depth kind of character movie about Matt Damon is is where I thought it kind of lost its footing. Yeah. Um, that said, I think Matt Damon is good in it. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't like that choice that they made in the plot. Okay. And so um, yeah, so this one is kind of a conditional recommend for me if you're like a a big thinker and you like to ponder the ideas that the movie represents then i think you'll enjoy it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but just be aware that it's going to get into some territory that is away from that point yeah but i do think that the first hour is worth going there for okay Um, i'll say that so yeah I, i maybe i do i do give it a recommend um but go in knowing that really the the meat of this movie and where i think it does really well is in the first half
1: Okay, it's one I was I've been interested to check out for a long time, and I I had the intention to go uh, until you mentioned kind of some of these comments, and it's something like I wasn't I was initially rushing to go see, and then I did see like Rotten Tomatoes, it was around the fifties too, mm-hmm. so I wasn't as jazzed to go see it. And I might see it because I know we have a couple down weekends here, so maybe it's something I see.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, movie pass is free, so yeah. I, I if you go see it, and, and like I said, I'm kind of really torn about this mm-hmm. one. So if you go see it, definitely. Uh, we'll get your opinion of it mm-hmm. as well. But if any of you, the listeners out there have seen downsizing, tell, tell us your thoughts about it on Twitter. Um, you can at me at underscore Cody, Michael and uh, at Seth, Ott, at Seth, O at or at Soko Show Pod on Twitter. Let us know what you thought. You can also send us an email. Uh, again, all that information is down below as always, but let me know what you thought of downsizing because again, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth about it. So I, I'm not really sure.
1: You know, thinking about it now, kind of the way you talk about it, because yeah, the premise is what got me into it too. This, this would be a good, like tv show just just focusing on totally the downsizing part of it and that whole world mm-hmm. um that would be a good tv show i think like yeah. at least a, it kind of reminds me of like a good place type thing it could yeah. be a good comedy type show
0: i think so yeah, yeah. and with a uh, with the occasional slip into like an actual like Big picture of thought. Yeah, that's because what that's what Good Place does. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a lot does. of there's a lot. You know, the environmental portion of this is something to really think about, mm-hmm. and just the psychological portion of it is something mm-hmm. else to think about. But I do agree with you as a show where you could look at several different people, what yeah. their reasons are for doing it, and the the impact of them doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see it working a lot better as a show than this movie did. Yeah. All right. I know you got a lot to talk about. Ah, <laughs> where do you want to start?
1: It's also, I'm just going to go in order of what I saw. Um, so the so yeah, I saw three movies this weekend, two in the theaters, one at home. The first one I saw was The Darkest Hour, or sorry, Darkest Hour. It doesn't have the the in it, um, which is the Gary Oldman. He stars as Winston Churchill uh, about basically it's it's Dunkirk, but the political side of it as opposed to the, the war side of it. So just to start off, I mean, it's movie as a whole. It's pretty good. I, I mean, it's definitely is intriguing the whole time as somebody who doesn't traditionally like British entertainment I, I kind of get thrown off by it sometimes this one had really good pacing I was intrigued the whole time it doesn't try and reinvent the wheel by any means but it, it does give a solid movie and it especially like the political aspects of it too which again I'm not a huge you know fan of politics or get into like political movies other than like house of cards like for shows I I enjoyed this quite a bit Gary Oldman is absolutely incredible in this movie his his performance as Churchill if you went into this and and didn't know who any of the actors were, you would never ever guess this is Gary Oldman. He is he completely transforms himself. I had to look and find him, see like look in his eyes and his in his mouth to find Gary Oldman in there. So it was it was pretty crazy. Lily James also was in this. Um, she plays Elizabeth Layton, who like kind of types out his speeches for him. She is she's is pretty great as well. I've I've really come on to L- Lily James. Gross. You
0: wish. <laughs>
1: so. No, I, she, she's really good as well. So in terms of kind of like, because all three of these kind of have have had some Oscar buzz here and there. Gary Oldman, I think he deserves at least a nomination, if not the win for Best Actor. I, he surpasses James Franco for me for my favorite performances here. I like The Disaster Artist better as a movie, but Gary Oldman's performance is absolutely incredible. Um, if the movie doesn't get nominated, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Like, I think it's a very good movie. But I think it's because it's not anything different than, than what we've seen. It's a pretty typical movie. I I, w- I would say Dunkirk deserves a nomination over this one. So,
0: Do you think that they would make a good double feature to watch back-to-back?
1: It would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really matter which order you watch it. Because technically, Dunk- or Darkest Hour takes place first. Because it's, it's kind of the more politics behind it and how he gets in the seat. But no, it, it, it is cool to... to Gets in, like it's, it's interesting that this came out the same year because it it does comp, they complement each other really well. Second movie I watched this one you can watch right now watch it at home you can watch it on Vudu Google Play anything like that. Is stronger starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, not a lot of people have heard of this movie. It had a very limited release. I know it didn't come out around here, but he plays uh, the, one of the bombing victims from the Boston Marathon bombings. Uh, his name's Jeff Bauman. Uh, he lost both his legs in this again, not spoilers because everyone should know this. not everyone, but you know this going. It on. It was on the news. yeah, so he lost both his legs in this in this instant incident, incident. Tatiana Maslani. I don't know if you know who she is. She plays kind of this girl named Aaron, who was running the race. he was there to see. Um, is like kind of like a an ex-girlfriend who he still wants to be with type thing. and she she is in um parks and Rec. she played. Is girlfriend Nadia? Do you remember her for like a couple? Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. she's also she's more famously in uh, I think Peaky Blinders.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, sure.
1: Uh, so she's really good. I, I like her as well. But uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil any of these movies. But I don't want to go into this one too much uh, because it is it just kind of a base. It's 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 kind of a love story mixed with like a almost like a PTSD type thing where he's where he's dealing with. Not having his legs anymore, but he's also become a star because everyone in Boston—he's like the whole champion of the Boston Strong thing—and he can't get away. Everywhere he goes, people, you know, say his name and like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you." We're so, happy. you know, so you're showing them. They say like, "We're you're showing showing those terrorists and all that stuff." So, um, and and that love story kind of intertwines with that too. It's it's really cool. Hall needs more recognition for this movie because he does an incredible job of this as as this Jeff Bauman. He just the emotion that, that he shows, whether it's on his face or uh, you know through through his actions, it, it's it's really good. He's he's super good, and, and I saw and it, the reason I saw this because I saw back in like an uh, article post in September that he was kind of an early favorite for a nomination, and I haven't seen anything since. So I hope that picks back up because he deserves it. He does a really good job. So definitely check this movie out. And then third, I uh, saw all the money in the world, which is the uh, Kevin Spacey kick out.
0: <laughs> a Lot of hype around this one. I think because of that news. Yeah. I a mean, lot of a lot of hype around it.
1: I saw it yesterday, so it was the day after Christmas and theater's pretty packed. So I, I think a lot of people have gotten to see this. It's the basic story is Paul uh, J. Paul Getty, who is the who is the owner and creator of Getty Oil. Um he he's played by Christopher Plummer, previously Kevin Spacey, and his grandson gets kidnapped and I kind of leave it at there because the story does take some twists and turns, and it's it's pretty interesting overall. Um, Christopher Plummer is awesome. Uh, first off, I mean, I I it took a little bit of time for me to not think like, what would Kevin Spacey do? Because shortly after Christopher Plummer's on the screen, that's when I'm like, okay, he's he's damn good, and he's this guy, mm-hmm. you know. So his his anytime he was on the screen, I was completely engaged. When he wasn't on the screen. The, for the first hour or so, I it, it was slow. It was a very slow pacing to to start off. And I didn't... So Michelle Williams is really kind of the star of the movie. And I like her a lot as an actress. I like, like Blue Valentine is one of my favorite movies that came out when she first kind of started up. And I really... I'm a fan of hers. But this movie was not her best performance. Um, she had this weird accent kind of going on that you could tell she was forcing really hard. She, and I think part of her character was meant to kind of be emotionless in some ways. Like, they even reference it a little bit. But it just didn't seem, it just wasn't her best. I It didn't seem like she put 100% effort into this one. Maybe she did, I don't know. But Mark Wahlberg is also in this. Pretty typical Wahlberg. I mean, you get you get what you get out of him, you know. Is so. he a cop? Kind of. He's like a secret service. Okay. Former secret service. He works for J. Paul Getty. And then the, the grandson, whose name is Paul as well, he kind of he's like a younger kid i think he's probably in his early 20s i would bet um he's not amazing in his performance but he does what he needs to do so he, he wasn't bad those are kind of the main people like i said the first hour is pretty slow but it picks up the last hour i was pretty engaged into it and, and liked it quite a bit um this movie as a whole in terms of like oscars wouldn't be surprised at all if this movie doesn't get nominated but christopher Plummer deserves it and i i wouldn't be surprised if he won it all like he he's really good if, if there's one reason to see this movie anytime he's on the screen it's it's He's great. So is his
0: role. Um, would you say it's more of like supporting
1: yeah. or a lead? It's supporting, but he's yeah. in it a pretty decent amount, and he was in it more than I expected because I know he only filmed. They filmed this in like two weeks, mm-hmm. and I mean he was he was in it more than expected to be. So and he he was. I mean, obviously he was pretty much a key role in it. You could kind of tell though because like he wasn't with. Like, he he was only with some of the actors. Like if if he was with some of the actors, it would be bits and pieces. Like it it would be like Michelle Williams once, and then mark Wahlberg a couple times and you know he wasn't with everyone all at once type mm-hmm. of thing most of the time so
0: do you think that if you didn't know that they had gone back and did reshoots would you have would that have seemed weird like no. do, you, do you think they handled the reshoots well yeah. enough that it seems like a seamless movie
1: yeah it's a seamless it, it's definitely a seamless movie i just noticed because i was paying attention closely mm-hmm. um but no it's it's a pretty seamless transition they did they did a really good job It. i never noticed anything wrong about the movie from that so
0: well good. Well, yeah, it sounds like this one may be not quite living up to all the hype it got for you.
1: Yeah, um, I was way more excited going into this than, and it's, that's kind of along the lines too. I know The Rotten Tomatoes is in like the 70s, low 80s from what I've been seeing, which is still a damn good movie. It's going to be certified and everything, but and I enjoyed it a lot, but it's not, not what I was hoping it would be. It, it, I was hoping it would kind of be that, because it built to almost be like a thriller and like kind of intense, and it wasn't. There wasn't really any intense moments maybe just a couple here and there but the first hour just dragged so much it kind of i was i was kind of having trouble keeping engaged with it so Mm
0: -hmm. so unless you have anything else to add on that one Mm -hmm. what uh so thinking about these three movies can you rank them
1: yeah best Uh, or worst yeah the ones i enjoy it stronger the most um by by a lot that movie that movie even had a couple moments where like you know how i am with like stone-hearted you know, when it comes to movies that got me a little bit in a couple of wow. months yeah um yeah it, it was it was it was really good I was I was not expecting how much I enjoyed this movie whether it gets you know nomination it, it probably won't get a best picture nomination at all or even looked at again I think Hall deserves to at least to be looked at um it, it's my number one recommend um, after that, probably *Darkest Hour*. I would say Dark, *Darkest Hour* has the best shot, I think, out of the three to get a Best Picture nomination, as well as Gary Oldman. I think, I honestly think he's he he's gonna win it. The the only the only thing, and I haven't seen *Call Me by Your Name* yet. I know the main actor from Army Hammer. No, it's the other guy.
0: The younger kid. Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, he he sounds like he is um, a pretty big contender for Best Actor, and that movie is a contender to win it all too. But I, I think for what I've seen so far and, and seeing his performance, Gary Oldman's got a damn good shot at winning that all, so... And I think all three movies are definitely movies to check out. I mean, I'm not saying not check it, don't check out all the money in the world. This would have came out by itself in a week. I would say mm-hmm. check it out. But if if you're choosing between the three, stay home and watch Stronger for less money than you pay on a ticket.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. A lot of... Uh... Give Seth a shout-out on Twitter. Again, that's at SethOOtt for doing the Lord's work and getting out and seeing the movie, <laughs> letting you know which ones you got to get out and see. So, All right, so I'm really excited about this uh, because, well, let me say this. I've been really anticipating doing this portion of the show. No. No? That, that didn't work? <laughs> okay, fine. Well, we're going to go through our most anticipated movies of 2018, and there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. Um, at this point for 2018, a lot, and you mentioned this last week, I think, a lot of what we know is going to come out are the sort of big tentpole mm-hmm. franchise type movies, so mostly we'll be dealing with those, but mm. there are a couple original ones that that have hit our radars, specifically for the, the first part of the year, mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about those as well. So the way we're going to do this, I, we're going to go through a list uh, kind of on a quick hitter basis of everything that's going to come out. And then we'll after that, we'll go into a little more depth about what our top five each most anticipated of the year are. Let's start in January. I'm just going to run down the list, Seth. You let me know if you want to pop in and and, uh, talk a little bit about any of the movies that you see. Um, Obviously, skip over any of them that are going to appear in your top five. So, starting with January, this is one uh, that I'm looking forward to, Molly's Game. That's got Jessica Chastain. Uh, That's one of those kind of biopics about this woman, Molly, who was running a like an underground poker mm-hmm. tournament and then got investigated by kind of the feds.
1: Yeah, they technically had a it had a limited release in December so they could make the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um it sounds like Jessica Chastain is is locked in at a at a nomination. Mm-hmm. So the movie as a whole has been reviewed kind of poorly. Yeah, like I think like 70s, 60s. Oh,
0: okay. Well, maybe not poorly, but less than Yeah, I've heard the same that Jessica Chastain is amazing, but, but the movie as a whole isn't not as great. it's okay, yeah. yeah. You've also got Insidious, The Last Key, which is either nope. the fourth or fifth iteration of the Insidious franchise. Molly's games at eighty, by the way. Molly's games at eighty, yeah. yeah. So Insidious kind of pisses me off because I have to go now. I have to go watch them all again before I go see this one. And Insidious one I thought was awesome. Uh, Insidious two was not, and so <laughs> it's like uh, now I need. I feel like I need to go watch. I do want to go see this one, mm-hmm. but um, I'll kind of like I'll kind of like shrug my shoulders as I walk to it. <laughs> yeah. also that same weekend you have The Strange Ones and Stratton which I don't, I don't know anything about any of those two January 6th though there's a documentary coming out A Tale of Two Corys hmm. it's about, about Corey Feldman it's about the two Corys <laughs> yeah it's a documentary about those two guys which I think could be kind of cool I don't know a lot about them and I didn't watch their show yeah. but this is something I might try to check out
1: that's um, hilarious just because
0: I, I like Corey Feldman
1: I know they were on drugs <laughs> one of them was one of them was on Celebrity Fit Club
0: oh yeah the other one <laughs> January twelfth, we have the post, which oh yeah, super highly anticipated uh, best picture.
1: Again, that had a limited release too, yeah, and that's that's getting reviewed pretty well. Is it? Yeah,
0: good. That's got an all star cast. Steven Spielberg is directing. Uh, by all by all means, it should be a heavy hitter. So we'll see, but we'll have to. We didn't get the limited release around here, so we'll have to wait till January twelfth to see
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba.
0: that one. You've also got Paddington two, which I didn't know was happening.
1: They they uh. Because that's, that's put out by the Weinsteins, oh, is and it? they tried selling it before because they, they wanted to just do fire sale with everything Harvey Weinstein's been involved in, and no one else bought it. <laughs> so, must
0: not be very good. You've also got The Commuter that week, which has got Liam Neeson. Oh, uh, Liam
1: Neeson's from Token. <laughs>
0: He's on a train this time. <laughs> He's probably gonna do the same shit he always has done, but on a train. I hope so. Speaking of that same type of movie, you've got Proud Mary. This, Mary, is one, Mary. this is what I'm excited for. It's got Taraji P. Henson, and you know she can get it. <laughs> and she is going to be beating ass and taking names in like a kind of a like a John Wick style, maybe more like an Atomic Blonde kind mm-hmm. of way. But uh, Tarachi shooting people in the head is something I can definitely get down with. You've also got two other movies that I'm, I'm not aware of, uh, Acts of Violence mm. and A Demon Within. Uh, True. I don't know anything about those. Let's see. Later on in January, Phantom Thread is one a lot of people are looking forward to. That, this is Dan O'Day Lewis's yeah. potential last last movie before he sure. retires.
1: He said that a couple times now. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, see. yeah. That that also has a limited release this week. Um, see, so yeah, Molly's Game and Phantom Thread both have a, a limited release this week. That's getting reviewed very well. 89% currently at Rotten Tomatoes for Phantom Thread. So, wow. I'm excited to see it. The trailer looked kind of boring, um, but I know that there's some incredible performances in it. So. It's another kind of like British type movie, but we'll see. I'm excited to see it.
0: I don't know anything about it, but I'll go see Daniel Mm Day-Lewis. So that's all I really need to get me in the theater. Same week, you've got Hostiles, which Mm -hmm. has Christian Bale as, I guess he's like a 1800s kind of cowboy type, Mm -hmm. and he's going to deal with some uh, Native Americans Mm -hmm. in some sort of way. Now, Christian Bale was in 310 to Yuma, which was another type of Western movie. Um, I know my dad is a big Western fan, so he's gonna definitely go see Hostiles. Is this something you're gonna go check out?
1: I'll probably check it out because he was he was kind of on a list for Best Actor performance type thing as well. Movie has not been reviewed very well. Uh, I know it's in the '60s currently, but you know if that has happened, you know many times. So mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Yeah, we shall see. Another one that same week is Twelve Strong, mm. which is another one of these true stories to come out of like the post 9/11 Afghanistan conflict. Yeah, I know that uh, Chris Hemsworth is in this one a few other stars as well and uh, it's just one of the they're in the desert doing some army stuff and you know another one of those kind of like Lone Survivor Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of folks will go out to that that's not generally my cup of tea but I know that a lot of folks are probably going to go see that one Yeah. there's another one called uh, Mom and Dad, Forever My Girl The Leisure Seeker and Mary and the Witch's Flower all of which I don't (laughs) know anything about but Den of Thieves have you heard of this one? maybe it comes out the same week the cast of this is almost hilarious to me it's 50 it's got, cent it's got gerard butler yeah jordan bridges um o'shea jackson jr who's yeah. that's a that's a ice, Cube's ice cube son yeah. uh you got 50 cent <laughs> which 50 cent in a movie immediately causes me to shut it off hold but on though. they've also got gerard butler and o'shea jackson Who have are you awesome. seen the trailer for this um isn't it it's kind of like a heisty type yeah
1: i saw the trailer for uh, when i went to brawl and sublock 99 and it actually looks pretty intense huh i'm kind of i was kind of into it
0: well we'll see I, I again 50 cent doesn't inspire confidence in me but uh maybe i'll let you go to it and then tell me whether or <laughs> not i should go last week of january you've got maze runner um a kickboxer sequel which oh yeah
1: <laughs> that has john claude van damme in it too
0: does it have him back yeah oh my gosh And then you've got another movie called Please Stand By and one called Death House. That Mm -hmm. sounds like a shit week to be honest with you. A lot of people are probably going to go to Maze Runner. It's kind of the latest of these Hunger Games type.
1: Isn't the last one too? I think it is. I think it's the
0: final one. Let's see. In February, you've got Winchester. Winchester. That has, I think it's Helen Mirren.
1: Mirren, Mirren on the wall.
0: And she stars at, now this is kind of based on a true story. And she stars as the wife of the man who invented the Winchester rifles. Yeah. And she lives in this house and she, and this is in real life too, she was afraid that she was being haunted by all the people who had been killed by Winchester. Oh, that's
1: interesting. So
0: she continues to build this house and it's all like, you might go up a set of stairs in this house and there's nothing at the top. Or you might open a door and there's nothing there because there's all sorts of this crazy tricky Um, Architecture in this house because she was building it as a weird maze so that ghosts couldn't find her in this house, which is crazy interesting. And that's the true story portion of this. What the fuck? So if this movie kind of steers into that and there are some scary ghosts and Helen fucking Mirren in this, uh, this could be a really cool one. I think. I think it could be a a really interesting horror movie. I've seen
1: the trailer for it and it's fucking scary. I haven't Um, seen the
0: trailer. I'm gonna try to not. I'm gonna try to not see it.
1: Ah, it's fucked up. Um, it's they don't try to do horror. It's a full on horror movie and yeah. it, it's weird to me when Helen Mirren isn't the ghost in something because she looks like one. <laughs> but no, it's, it looks scary as fuck.
0: That's one that's, uh, that I'm going to try to check out. You've also got an unnamed Cloverfield movie.
1: I feel like with it being that soon and they haven't even come a title, and there's probably been a tra- get, there hasn't been a trailer yet either. That'll get pushed, get pushed back. Probably get pushed back, you think? Yeah.
0: Another one called A Fantastic Woman. Uh, yeah. It's another one that's getting a limited release, but I don't know anything about it. I've not even heard of it. Hmm. Shortly after, you've got a, apparently a Woody Woodpecker movie.
1: Yeah, it isn't, uh, who's the voice? Um, Timothy Amundsen. Um, he is from Psych. Ah, uh, okay. That's why I know him.
0: Yeah, he plays a guy named Lance Walters. I don't even know who the hell he is. Sure. Yeah. Um, following week, you have Accident Man. Never heard of that. <laughs> uh, week after that, the big one is Fifty Shades Freed. I know yeah. you and I are going to be online for doesn't that Doesn't the one.
1: poster say, see the climax?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's good another they steering into what they, <laughs> Jesus what they are. Jesus Christ, man. They know what they are. Also that week, uh, fifteen seventeen to Paris, Peter Rabbit and Monster Family. Following week, February sixteenth. Uh, here's a big one: Black Panther. Woo! The, the the next MCU movie to come out. The McCoo. No spoilers, but we're going to talk about Black Panther a little bit later. So <laughs> we'll skip over that. Also that week, you've got Early Man, The Party, and Samson. Sure. Um, those are kind of under the radar ones. Following week, Annihilation. Have you seen the trailer for this one?
1: Yeah, I'm not interested.
0: No, no. you don't think it look. I think it looks nuts. Mm-mm. It's about a, a woman whose husband has been a part of a military yeah. experiment and she gets sent into this a kind bubble. of, this bubble that's kind of like an other dimension where there are, I guess, monsters Yeah, and she's got to kind of fight them off. I think it's, it's based have... off a book. Oh, I didn't know it was a book.
1: Yeah. It's based off a book. I, ugh, I, the trailer did not entice me at all. I, I'm not a huge sci-fi fan in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Natalie Portman a lot, but yeah.
0: Yeah, Natalie Portman's the star. You have um, Oscar Isaac, Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Lee. So a pretty good like cast. Her. Benedict Wong is Benedict Wong is in this, and so I, I think this could be going. I'm 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 opposite from you. I'm really excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like hybrid animals mm-hmm. in this, which is kind of cool. I yeah. think this could be a really nice. Um, I, I'm I'm going into it thinking that it could be the next uh, like Arrival. Where it's a kind of sci-fi movie that I think will appeal to to many and and really be like look really good, so I don't we'll think we'll see. So. I see you cringing a little bit. Maybe you don't have as high aspirations no. for
1: it. I, I, it looks too cheesy. It looks overall too cheesy. I don't think it's gonna be even close. I if I were to if I were to make a bet right now, I would and especially being based off a book, I would bet you that it's it's gonna be somewhere in like the forties, a Rotten Tomatoes. You think so? I think so. It, it's got it's based off a book for one. Two, it's got like it. The whole monsters that are all mashed together type thing. It's got that giant bubble. I, I don't think it's going to make a statement at all. I think it's... And, and, and I know it says, like, the world is... It's, they're trying to... The trailer says, like, she, we're it's trying to make its own world. It's not try, it's trying to destroy the world. It's trying to make it its own. Mm-hmm. The, the bubble thing. Like, I don't... And, and yeah, it's probably going to make the statement, like, humans are destroying the world and we're trying to make it better. Whatever. We've seen that a million times. I just think it looks way too, like... It looks more... It looks more like Valerian than it does Arrival for
0: me. <laughs> okay, fair. I'll give you that. I'm still excited for it. I'm going to be checking that out on day one. Also, same week, you've got Every Day, Game Night, and The War with Ooh, Grandpa.
1: Game Night. I'm excited for that one.
0: Game Night, so that's kind of like an adult dirty comedy. Yeah, yeah.
1: that looks fun. Um, I think it's going to have some twists and turns in it. The The trailer looks like a lot of fun to me.
0: Let's see. The following week, you've got Red Sparrow.
1: I'm excited for that.
0: See, this one This one stars Jennifer Lawrence, uh-huh. and again, it's another one of these Atomic Blonde uh-huh. Proud Mary type movies, but it seems to me like she's a little bit more of like a hooker. Yeah, she's a prostitute. In this one. Uh, is this based on a book? I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing that would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Jennifer Lawrence is going to be hot as hell, yeah. I'm sure, and killing a bunch of people, so yeah. it'll be cool. My only thing about this is it's coming out so quickly after Proud Mary that I think there could be some... fatigue about it and then and then Atomic Blonde was just last year you gotta
1: capitalize yeah when you can
0: they're definitely trying to go for it while it's hot Uh, I just I'm wondering if by this time I'll be sick of it yeah maybe who knows that same week you have Alpha have you heard of this one Mm -mm. I don't know really anything about that it's set during the Ice Age and then Death Wish I think that's one that you said you liked the trailer for Bruce
1: Willis I was mixing that between Death Note which is on Netflix Mm -hmm. Uh, no Death Wish has Bruce Willis and it looks pretty fucking badass I don't like Bruce Willis very much, but this movie looks pretty sweet. It's not gonna be it's not gonna reinvent the wheel or anything, but it's gonna be some sweet action, it looks like.
0: Yeah. Um now, now we're into March and the following week you've got Gringo, A Wrinkle in Time, Thoroughbreds, The Upside, and Ordinary Man so that's a packed week. Also you've got The Strangers, Pray at Night. That's uh, a se- sequel. Sequel to one of my favorite horror movies of all time. The <laughs> That'll Strangers. that
1: thats going to have to be a Cody describes a horror movie to Seth. That week. is
0: absolutely going to same be. same thing
1: with Insidious. Um, not seeing those yeah. movies. Cody's
0: going to be describing some horror movies in quarter one of next year. You
1: got you got it. You got me into it. That's <laughs> that's all I can ask for.
0: <laughs> the following week, I bet I'll get you to the theater. We got Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider the next week. A lot of people are saying this is going to be the first really good I video hope so. game movie. I God, I hope so. Right? Because
1: yeah, the 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 rebooted Tomb Raider that they that they the game that they did. Is awesome and, and it's so the story. Cinematic. Yeah, yeah, it's cinematic. The story's great. It's more. It's based in a little bit more realism than the other games are. I think that if they can pull that out and put that into the movie, I think it's going to be a really good movie.
0: Could be really. Cool. Alicia Vikander. Um, she's been awesome mm-hmm. in what she's been in specifically. Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. She plays the the robot maybe in that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's one I know that we're excited for. Same week you've got uh, movies called Love Simon, Seven Days, and N to B. And I can only imagine. I don't know those. Uh, the big marquee one the next week is Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. Neither of us saw Pacific Rim, but a lot of people like dug it. it. Yeah. It's got kind of a little cult following. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Is, I don't know if he's back for the sequel or not. I don't know. But he did the original. John Boyega is yep. now in this one. I, I might actually try to watch the first and go to this more because of John Boyega than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really seem like my cup of tea. No. Because I don't like huge robots in my tea. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, same week you got Isle of Dogs. Midnight Sun I
1: Love Dogs is an interesting is that the one that's um, being made by uh, by Wes Anderson
0: yeah I just yeah. pulled it up it's a Wes Anderson and it's the animation Animated. on it looks weird yeah it looks like Fantastic I saw Mr. the trailer Fox.
1: I saw the trailer for this and it looks very interesting I think it's in like China or Japan it's set and they can't have dogs there so they outlaw them to an island uh, like a trash island <laughs> Um,
0: that does sound interesting you and, got uh, Scarlett Johansson Greta Gerwig and yeah. Francis McDormand there's a,
1: there's a ton there's actually way more than that in the uh, for voices there's a ton of voices I think it looks good uh, I saw that I'm not huge animation but I love dogs <laughs> and, <laughs> and the story is like a little boy who just wants he wants a dog hmm. uh, I think it could be, I can I think this one hadn't
0: be. hit my radar until I just read it yeah, so I like, I'm gonna have to look up a trailer or you gotta something. Watch the trailer. I like Wes Sounds Anderson films
1: for the most part so.
0: um, Midnight Sun the same week also Sherlock Gnomes no it's the sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Yeah, um, Those movies probably suck, but you got to respect their pun game. Because <laughs> you know somewhere, somewhere in the world, there's a list of like a hundred of these. And they're just going to keep making them until they don't make any money. Uh, big week, I know, uh, well, I'm guessing a movie that's going to make your list a little bit later on, Ready Player One, mm. is the following week. That's the last weekend in March. You've also got movies called Mary Magdalene and Lean on Pete.
1: I've heard of I've heard Mary Magdalene is one people are excited about. I never saw the trailer for it. But... I know she's
0: a biblical character, mm-hmm. and uh, she, uh, you looks know what? Like she's being—they're not by excited Rooney. for it.
1: People are actually people saw the trailer and thought it was going to be too much, like because most of these religion type movies are pretty much the same, mm-hmm. and have tried to follow pa- uh, Passion of the Christ since that came out, and so people are hoping this would be kind of more focused on her. And it seems like, it sounds like people are, it's going to be focused and still on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, Rooney Mara gets top billing as Mary Magdalene, but then you have Joaquin Phoenix playing Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting cast. Also, Chiwetel Ejiofor plays Peter. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this at home, but Chiwetel Ejiofor is a black guy. <laughs> um, so, interesting yeah. that they cast him in a biblical story. I don't know of a lot of black people in um, the Bible. I also don't know the Bible very well. No, so, me either. Uh, tweet at us to correct us if that is, if... if Or don't don't waste your time. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good point. Also, let me know if I'm pronouncing Chiwetel Ejiofor right. It might be Ejiofor.
1: Again, I don't care.
0: Well, I do. I care about Chiwetel Ejiofor. Or Ejiofor.
1: I like him as an actor, but... What's an
0: Ejiofor? For acting. Good God. (laughs) I really only... All that was to make that joke. Let's see. You've got a couple... uh, Let's see. One week where there's really nothing. Um, Chappaquiddick. You Were Never Really Here. A Quiet Place is an interesting one. That's, um... Who's the guy who played... It's directed and starring...
1: John Krasinski? John
0: Krasinski. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Emily Blunt, his real-life wife, is also in it. It's basically, they have to be silent. Uh, It's wife, husband, and two kids. They've got to be silent, or these something's gonna come get him mm-hmm. and it's a really good trailer look it up on youtube i don't think it gives away too much but you'll get the premise but the whole point of it is you got to be silent so you're definitely going to be high tension edge of your seat the whole ah, fuck that the whole time yeah
1: again you can describe that to me <laughs> i but it's perfect for for john krasinski because he's really good at the looking at the just camera. looking at the
0: camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be good another one uh i know i know that you've uh seen the trailer for this one because you showed it to me uh blockers
1: oh yeah John Cena,
0: which is shortened, I think, for for, cock blockers, for from cock blockers.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's pretty. I I think it looks pretty funny. The John Cena and Leslie Mann are the two stars. Um, Leslie Mann from like Forty Year Old Virgin, all that, Uh, (laughs) fucking French (laughs) toes. It's those two, and then like there's some. I can never remember the guy's name, but he's he's a he's always in comedic roles. Um, their their kids are all third senior year high school and they all want to lose their virginity. I think they're all girls, and uh, they have their phone. They they or they have the the messaging was set up through the iPad and they so they're able to see it and they're trying to stop them from having sex that night. It's pretty. The trailer's pretty funny.
0: It looks um, so. like it's gonna be. Another again, it's an R rated comedy that looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. Plus you get to get see John Cena in a really funny yeah. role, it seems like based I, on the trailer. He's a
1: really funny dude. Yeah. Like anytime you see him just being him, he's a funny dude.
0: So that's one we're excited for. Definitely get out there and check out the trailer for that one. Next week, this is one I'm excited for, New Mutants. Yeah. It's a kind of part of the x-men but kind of not mm-hmm. being billed as a little more of like a horror type movie kind yeah. of a thriller so that one could be really interesting same week you also have the miracle season and submergence
1: sure
0: which i'm unaware of um april 20 420 you have overboard super troopers 2 i know is one that a lot oh, of people that are one's definitely gonna
1: have a uh, 420
0: I think, that, I think that was on, on purpose yeah. definitely super troopers uh, big time cult comedy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think this was crowdfunded, yeah, on like GoFundMe, yeah, and they got the movie made. It's coming out in April. A lot of folks getting ready to go see that, yeah. If you're not into Super Troopers, but you are into The Rock, Rampage, yeah, comes out that way. That
1: trailer actually has me more intrigued than I thought, really, going into it. The yeah, the
0: premise to me sounds idiotic, yeah. It's based on a video game,
1: yeah. Off of a video game, you really can't do a story. There's not a story in these games, huh. other than like they're mutated, it's like an alligator, uh. An ape and I can't remember what the other one is. The Rock, <laughs> Rhino, maybe something like
0: that. It's The Rock and these giant animals tearing apart a city is pretty much the plot, yeah. right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I think
1: they're trying. I think The Rock. I think they're trying to take the the monkey from The Rock. Um, you no know one takes the monkey from The Rock. You don't
0: take The Rock's monkey. Yeah. Or you're gonna catch a rock bottom. Let's see. You've got a, a wasted week at the end of April. Two movies. One called Two and one called Disobedience. Yeah. I haven't heard of either of those. Sure. But May Fourth. You know what the big daddy is? The only movie getting released on this date, as of right now, yeah. is Avengers: Infinity War. Da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. And uh, you know, I would read the list of stars to this, but it's too fucking long. So yeah, we'll I'm move excited. on. We'll move on from there. I'm, I'm sure we'll come back to Avengers a little bit later on. So the following week, there's an interesting movie I was reading about earlier. It's called "Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot," and it stars. Joaquin Phoenix, mm. um, also Jonah Hill and Rooney Mara. Jack Black is in this as well. And really all, all it says, the synopsis is, um, it's, a, it's a bio, uh, it's based on a book that was a biography, an autobiography, about a man who became paralyzed after a car accident, and then um, he started drawing.
1: Hmm. Drawing
0: is his way of therapy. So I think it's going to be kind of an interesting character piece. Huh. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is going to be given a lot to do, and he's really good. So I think this could be one... Where he might be kind of going going for an Oscar. Uh, anytime it's a biopic, huh. he's playing a disabled person and yeah. he's kind of a, an eclectic type. I think that could be what they're trying to go for here. I don't know anything else about this movie, but yeah. I, I, I could see it going that way. Huh. Two weeks later at the end of May, this is Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people are looking forward to Solo, a Star Wars story. This is the spin-off. Sure. Yeah, you have Alden Ehrenreich is going to play sure. young Han Solo. Donald Glover's playing Lando Calrissian. That'll probably get me to the theater, but I'm generally not super turnt for this. Yeah. No trailers yet, mm-hmm. so maybe.
1: Sounds like we'll get one.
0: Maybe with Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. So still a month or two out from a trailer, so I, they're going to have to earn it with the trailer. Mm-hmm. They did have the directing change. Mm-hmm. Um, now they've got Ron Howard yeah. came on to direct, so we'll see. This is a Star Wars one or I'm kind of like, we'll see. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go charging into this one. Um, as excited as i did for for last year this July.
1: one intrigues me more than rogue one i wasn't a huge fan of rogue one
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh so this intrigues me more than that intrigues me more than that but I'm, I'm still not super pumped for it
0: yep we are fully into the summer months now mm-hmm. so this is just boom 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 you've got deadpool coming out a week Woot. later we'll see about the deadpool sequel oceans 8 is a big one that's uh the a lot of people are looking forward to this Ocean's Eleven, again, the heist movie in mm-hmm. Vegas, they're doing an f- all-female cast.
1: See, I never saw the other Ocean's movies, so I'm not super jacked.
0: You should watch them, because right. you love Logan Lucky. Yeah. And it's a lot of, other than the rednecks, it's a lot of the same do stuff. Do they sing Take Me Home super Country Roads? elaborate. Uh, they do in the second, night. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but you should go back and watch those, and I think it'll make you excited for Ocean's yeah. Eight. Maybe. I'm maybe. Lo- that's one I'm looking forward to. The following week, Incredibles 2, a lot of people are looking Woot. forward to. Um Week after that, you have Jurassic World sequel, nah. one that some people not in this room are looking forward to. Um, end of June, Sicario. Sicario two. Hu- that yeah. was a huge one. That... I saw
1: the trailer for this um, at, when I went to All the Money in the World, and it looks pretty awesome. Did I've... you see the first? Sicario? I haven't. No. I,
0: I've been. Wa- it's been on my list Forever. for like two years. Yeah. Uh, I... Emily Blunt and uh, Guillermo or James Benicio Blunt. del Toro yeah. in that one. So
1: and Roland.
0: And Josh Brolin, yeah, and, it's and those two are back. Kind of the Mexican drug mm-hmm. trade and the cartels. Wasn't that
1: nominated for an Oscar?
0: It might have been. I
1: think it was. It's
0: been a couple of years since it came. That's I, that's on my list. That's a must watch for me before mm-hmm. this one comes out, yeah. so I can get to the sequel. I agree. After that, you have another Purge movie. I didn't know was happening. Yeah,
1: it, the this, Island. This one takes place, um, I think, during the events of the first one. The oh, first, okay. either the first Purge or the first movie. I can't remember which one it was. Gotcha.
0: Well, the Purge. We've been fans of the Purge. So yeah, far.
1: we haven't. We never saw the the last election one. year. Yeah. Yeah but
0: we should probably get to that. Cause I, I dig the purge. The yeah. I, again, this goes back to like, yeah. I was talking about downsizing the idea around It's so yeah. good. Um, if they explore that a little more, that's something that'll get me there,
1: which they started to in the last few that we saw. Yep.
0: Yeah, let's see July 4th weekend. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Woot! Again, back in the MCU, you've got Paul Rudd is back as well as Evangeline Lilly.
1: Mm-hmm. She's
0: going to get to suit up as the Wasp. Um, This is one a lot of folks are really excited about. Um, Kind of the first movie of Phase 4. The first one after Infinity War. So, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to be turning out to that. Same weekend, you have a movie called The Spy Who Dumped Me. Have you heard of this? (laughs) No. It's about... I'm assuming that the female lead in this is Mila Kunis. Oh, nice. And she was dating a person, and they broke up. And way later, she found out that that person is a spy. Okay. And so, her and... Kate McKinnon is in this. Oh, cool. And I'm assuming they're friends, and they're going to go find him, Okay, I guess, for whatever I, reason. I'm behind that. I think it could be a really fun, like, buddy comedy, yeah. and then, you know, mixed in with some cool spices. I like the cast. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. The, the following weekend, uh, we get more of The Rock. Woot! This one's called Skyscraper. Yeah. I think it's like a Towering Inferno type. The building's coming apart, yeah. and he's got to save everyone in it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Nev Campbell's in it, too. It's
1: basically like San Andreas. Like a disaster type movie. Yep. I don't know. So the rock is gonna say he me. probably fucking caused it with his biceps.
0: He probably he flexed in too small of a room. Yeah. And that's that's what happens when you're the rock and you flex in too small of a room. Hotel Transylvania three comes out that weekend. Oh
1: Adam Sandler's gonna make some more money then. Yep. Huh?
0: Adam Sandler's in the Hotel Transylvania's been kind of successful. Mm-hmm. The first couple. I, I haven't watched them, but they look cute. You know, sure. Yeah. Go to that one, kids. What you should not send the kids to that same weekend, the nun. Oh god. I'm pretty excited for the nun. Uh, Annabelle creation really set this up pretty well. I'm excited. Definitely. We're going to do a oh, God, Cody yeah. explains a horror movie. I think going one. to that one. <laughs> After that, you get the sequel to Mamma Mia that no one asked for.
1: Mamma Mia. Here we go again.
0: Here we go again. After that, dun, 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 dun. we'll talk about Jason that Bourne. One. Nope. That's oh. uh, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible six now, starring Tom Cruise. We'll come back to that one a little bit later on. After that, uh, the Predator. Hmm. Another Predator reboot. I like the Predator. Are you in Kevin
1: Spacey? Kevin Spacey in that one? Get
0: the fuck. Uh, I, started, I, <laughs> I even clicked on it to see if he was in the U.V. <laughs> All right. That was a pretty good one. Uh, it does not have Kevin Spacey, but it does have Olivia Munn, Ivan Strahovski. Ooh. Yeah. Thomas Jane, Sterling K. Brown. What? Keegan-Michael Key. What? Edward James Almos. What? He's a l- little bit less exciting.
1: No, I mean, he's in uh, Battlestar Galactica.
0: And Jacob Tremblay. I don't know who that is. He's the kid in The Room, also in Wonder.
1: The Room? Or Room? Uh, room. Okay.
0: Room and, and Wonder.
1: Okay, I was really hoping it wasn't the fucking... Uh...
0: No, it's not that guy. <laughs> but he's a crowd. <laughs> but it looks like Olivia Munn has top billing. So, Sweet. you know, she's going to be getting it. And uh, probably killing the Predator at some point. Or trying to, at least. It's It says it's, it's a remake of Predator. Okay. So it kind of, you know probably is going to follow about the same written by shane black shane black is an excellent writer yeah he did uh the the nice guys
1: yeah was one of his
0: most latest ones and uh that's a that's a cast that has me excited to go to the movies i will leave it at that so jesus you've got the predator the week after that two movies one the equalizer two what denzel is back (laughs) to beat all that ass you've also got one called the meg
1: yeah it's a shark it's a, it's
0: a giant shark. Meg is short for like Megad- Megalodon or something like yeah. that. It's a 70 foot shark. Yeah. Which just seems fucking crazy to me. Jason Statham and Ruby Rose are what? in this. Um, also Rain Wilson. Huh. Didn't uh, didn't see that coming.
1: Maybe he does like the voice for the shark.
0: He's gotta just be like a funny side guy who's like, shouldn't have gone in the water guys. But that movie looks <laughs> well, I'm dumb. I'm
1: glad he didn't write that.
0: Uh, I bet you that was better than the writing that's actually in the movie. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to skip over a few weeks. Not a lot of high-profile stuff here. October 5th, you have Venom. What? Woo! Tom Hardy, and uh, we just recently found out that
1: Woody Harrelson. Woody
0: Harrelson is going to be in this one, too. So
1: That's my nickname in high school.
0: That's what folks are excited about. Um, Spider-Man meets, I think they're going to try to build it as a little bit more of a scary thriller-type mm-hmm. movie. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the week after that, there's no way this isn't a hit. Johnny English 3. Rowan Atkins is, is back to look fucking goofy as hell. I'm sure. Yeah. After that, you're really getting close to Halloween, so you gotta have Halloween. The yeah. remake. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Not a remake. It's a it's a weird sequel.
1: It's it.
0: It's being put in between some of the other movies and nixing all the rest.
1: Well, it actually sounds like it's gonna be a different, an alternate universe. Oh. So it's it's not a sequel because like some of the people are back alive. Okay. Even though they were dead in the first one, type gotcha. thing. Uh, Danny McBride is co-writing this. So.
0: I remember this, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll see.
0: It'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Ha- Halloween for sure.
1: I might check it out just because.
0: There's another <laughs> Jungle Book coming out?
1: Yeah, that one has Andy Serkis.
0: Ah, that's right. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I ready. hope he
1: voices an eight. Just
0: got made. I hope he voices everyone. Also, same week, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Sure. Which I'm guessing is... Is it
1: a sequel to Girl in Dragon Tattoo?
0: Yeah, it is. Lisbeth Salander. But they, they don't have Mara back. Mm. It's um, Claire Foy is going to play Lisbeth Salander. Sure.
1: So. Whoever that is
0: yeah we'll see we're on to November 2nd the The big one is going to be X-Men Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. we'll see yeah, um, okay. it's going to have the same cast of James McAvoy next etc uh, yeah we'll, we'll see about Dark Phoenix yeah. this one I'll go to it but with low expectations after that uh, did you know there's a Grinch movie coming out
1: I think I heard that I think it's, it's animated
0: yeah it's an illumination yeah. animated type thing yeah. I probably be pretty cute
1: sure who's the voice Jim Carrey
0: the Grinch is gonna be voiced by
1: Jim Carrey again.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch. Huh. That could be kind of cool. Also, the Grinch looks fucking adorable <laughs> in this. Have you seen this?
1: No, long see. I just wanted to look like Jim Carrey. Look at him. Oh God. Isn't that the cutest? That's gonna be? be. He's not supposed to be cute. He's yeah. supposed to be ugly and awful.
0: He's supposed to be very scary. But that's definitely gonna be like dumb. Every kid's holiday favorite. I yeah. can already. I can already tell.
1: That was. That's gonna be sold out. Yeah. Around Christmas time.
0: Right after that one, Fantastic Beasts. Mm. Not on my list. It's uh, not on my list either. I'm but sure we'll, um, I'm sure we'll further discuss Fantastic Beasts. Later. No, it's not on
1: my <laughs> list at all. Um, so we can discuss it now. But I mean, it it's I'm gonna see it because it's Harry Potter, mm. and hopefully we get some Harry Potter Easter eggs and we can see some Dumbledore and get get to know more about Grindelwald and the the Elder Wand and all that stuff. But Deathly Hallows and whatnot. But
0: yeah, we'll see. This is one of those movies I wish didn't exist. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'll still go because yeah. I'm stupid. So, who knows? I but think
1: we should get a Quidditch Through the Ages uh, movie. That'd be cool.
0: I would watch the shit out of Quidditch. Yeah. A Quidditch, like, sports movie. Yeah. Like a We Are Marshall kind of thing, <laughs> Where, it, but it's Quidditch. Do you
1: remember the Quidditch uh, video game?
0: I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I rented it, like, for a month. Yeah. It was amazing. November 21st is going to be a fun weekend. You got Creed 2. We've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, also Wreck-It Ralph too. Yeah. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. Uh, we loved Wreck-It Ralph. Oh yeah. We went to that. That was a surprise for us. So I'm excited to get back into there.
1: One of Mike V's favorite movies.
0: Mike V loves to draw Wreck-It Ralph. So we'll, uh, (laughs) definitely, uh, we'll get some new Mike V drawings. So that'll be good. Yeah. December 21st, skipping ahead a couple weeks. You have Aquaman and Bumblebee.
1: Aquaman.
0: Now I expect one of these movies to move off that date. Because they both want to do blockbusters, Aquaman, of course. Um, Jason Momoa is back after Justice League doing his standalone. Is thing. that the first
1: DC movie next year?
0: First one, I yeah. I didn't see it. I think of... it's the only DC wow. movie next year. We're
1: going like basically a year.
0: Yeah, and then uh, over a year, in fact, thirteen yeah. months. Yeah. Then you also have Bumblebee. Um, he's going to spin off from the Transformers universe. Mm-hmm. Who Who do we just find out is in this?
1: Uh, well, John Cena is going to be John Cena, and it. Uh, uh, but, uh, Haley Steinfeld's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: So. We'll see about Bumblebee. I, I'm I'm more inclined to go to a Bumblebee than I would to go to another Transformers movie. Because um, Bumblebee is kind Get of an here. interesting character. And if go you away. got John Cena and Haley Steinfeld, it could be cool. Get. We'll see.
1: Go. All right, fuck you're, you, man. You're part of the problem.
0: Uh, let's, let's bring your mood back up. December 25th has Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That's the uh, biopic about Queen, specifically Freddie Mercury, who's being played by Rami Malek, who mm-hmm. I know you're a huge fan of. Yeah. And that's going to kind of close out the year. That's Christmas.
1: Hopefully, with, the, with it when it's coming out, hopefully that I yeah, get some Oscar attention.
0: Uh, that that's the kind of date that uh, uh, I think that might be what they're trying. I would
1: to be look. so pumped if he got an Oscar nomination. <laughs> I would be so happy.
0: So that is that's the year. Um, those are kind of the notables that 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 uh, I see. I'm looking at an IMDb article. I'll post IMDb. a link to it down below if you guys want to go look through it for yourself. If we skipped over anything that you guys definitely want us to uh, want us to talk a little bit more about, or something that you think we're stupid for not having it on our radar yet. Uh, let us know in the comments or on Twitter or wherever it is you can and uh, we'll we'll go back and, and see if we made any mistakes but but before we do that, Seth, let's get into yours and my top five most anticipated for next year.
1: All right, number five, five five. My number five is one I know you're excited about, excited about it's probably higher up your list is Black Panther. I saw the trailer again yesterday when it went to all the money in the world and it's fucking awesome. Um, the action that's gonna be really good. it's gonna have a different tone. I'm very, very excited for this.
0: I'm excited about Black Panther. I will, uh, I'll add my two cents a bit later on. Okay. My number five is New Mutants. Okay. I'm very excited for this. The whole X-Men universe, there's a lot of X-Men in this, not X-Men, but mutants that we're not familiar with. Uh, there's some actors in this one that I really like. Specifically, he plays the the brother in, one of the brothers in Stranger Things. He plays Will's, Will's brother.
1: Will's brother. Jack? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh,
0: uh, whoever it is. Anyway, he, he I think, is going to be really cool. There's a couple other young stars that I think could be really interesting. And just the idea of bringing the kind of superhero mutants into mm-hmm. the same realm as, like, a thriller horror movie. Yeah. And this definitely has the the feeling of, like, a haunted house, like, closed-in space. They can't escape from here. It's like mm-hmm. an asylum. I think it could be really, really interesting and a nice twist on... on um, both the horror genre and the superhero genre, so that, I agree. that's why it's number five for me.
1: Didn't make my list, but I'm excited for it. And it takes a lot for me to be excited about fucking X Men because they're awful.
0: <laughs> X Men and horror, not not your uh...
1: no. <laughs> but that it's a different take, and I think it like the reason I'm excited for this is like for me a horror movie is like. I think the reason I hate horror movies is because I'm so fucking powerless in them. I can't do anything. i just be fucking scared. But these X-Men, with their powers, they can revolt.
0: They can do some shit.
1: So, number two, four, 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 for me, is Creed two. Ah, yeah. Ah, oh, man. I love the first one so much. And then, no matter, they've thrown, like, for any other movie fan, or fans, not fans of the Rocky universe, they've thrown, like, shitty news about, like, the Drago <laughs> thing in there, and, like, him directing it, and then not directing it, and all in and writing it, and all that stuff. Um, I don't think he's doing any of that anymore. I know he's not directing, and I don't think he's writing it anymore. And I don't know if they're going to do the Drago thing. No matter what, they could they could say Rocky fights a fucking robot, or Creed. Sorry, the Michael B. Jordan fights a robot. I'm going to be fucking pumped. I love Rocky so much. So
0: I um I've never been as big a Rocky fan as you have, but Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson in this latest one I thought were awesome. I really love them yeah. together. I think their chemistry on screen is really interesting, and the way they bring like kind of a, like a hip hop element mm-hmm. to to the Rocky world um, is really exciting and the way they showed the fighting. Mm-hmm. There was a, a whole fight in the first Creed that was one shot yeah. that I thought was amazing. Yeah. So I'll definitely be in line for this one too. I,
1: I remember sitting there and because I have a feeling it's going to happen in this one. Okay. I obviously don't know anything but I remember sitting in Creed like, you know, he has cancer or whatever and like... If Rocky dies, I'm probably gonna fucking cry, <laughs> cause I love Rocky so much, and it's probably gonna happen in this movie, and I'm probably gonna cry in the theater, cause Rocky's gonna die.
0: I cannot wait for that.
1: Oh, can't kill Rocky on I me. Mean.
0: My number four, is, we talked about it a little bit. It's Halloween, and I know that's ah, probably a little bit of a weird. surprise, but I love the Halloween franchise, specifically like the first three. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is he is
1: yeah pan, baby he is
0: pants shittingly scared. <laughs> And it was one of the first horror movies that I enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. It scared the hell out of me, but I liked it. And um, to bring him back in a, a whole new kind of reboot could be interesting. I liked the Rob Zombie ones; a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't. But they're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. I think this could be a cool return to form. I'm interested to see what Danny McBride does with some of his writing. This is one that I'm I'm excited to see, mostly because of name recognition. I'll yeah. admit, but I do it, it makes my list at, at number four.
1: Okay. Yeah, not on my list, but, I mean, I actually probably will see this one, just because it's different, and interested to see where the franchise goes. Number three, three, three. Uh, it's one that kind of got brought up earlier, said we talked more about Avengers Infinity War. Uh, I'm
0: amazed that it's three. Yeah. Wow. That, I, I'm all excited to see what's ahead of it.
1: That, that trailer is fucking amazing, <laughs> and I love that song so much, the da-da-da. That used to be my alarm to get up, because it's just <laughs> so, it's, oh, it's good. Um, I'm excited, though. Like, the, the action in this is awesome for the trailer. Uh, there's going to be so much packed into this. Oh, I'm ready. Give it to me now.
0: I've avoided the trailer, um, but I'm still excited. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I want to see what they do. hmm This didn't make my list, because...
1: I know you're not sold on the Marvel.
0: I'm very skeptical. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go into this with low expectations. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be exceeded. Mm-hmm. I do. I hope they are exceeded. But I'm still very skeptical about how many characters are going to have. This yeah. is a huge story. Yeah. They're going to have to get a lot of people on screen and talk about a lot of things. And, um, I, again, I'm going to be there opening night, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But this is one that, again, I'm, I'm trying to distance myself from expectations so that I can actually enjoy
1: it. I, th- I think this one, because all of the movies have had, like, your poop jokes and stuff like that, this one I think is going to have a little less of that, or I think it's going to have a lot more less than that. A lot less than that, because Thanos is supposed to be fucking, you know, scary, and he's supposed yeah. to be, like, the most villainous. It's the um, the Russos who directed and wrote this. They came out and said, like, within the first 15 minutes, you are going to be, you're going to hate Thanos, and you're going to realize how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. Something awesome is going to happen right away. They did an awesome job with, with Winter Soldier, which was kind of had that same, like, there wasn't happy moments very much in that movie. Not so much with civil war. I think they kind of got thrown that and they didn't have as much time on that as they do with, with Avengers. And, um, a lot of people are speculating too. Like, even though the the last one's not called infinity war, it's still going to probably have a continuation with Thanos some more in there. So Mm -hmm. this one is, my guess is we're going to have a big death of some kind and then go into the last movie. Um, And that's going to end it all. I'm really excited.
0: We shall see. Uh, Definitely, I I watched the first Avengers Mm -hmm. over this past weekend, and there's something when you get a lot of those characters on screen Mm -hmm. together and do like a a badass money shot (laughs) around the whole team, which I know this is gonna. That shot is gonna take 48 minutes, but uh, that's gonna be pretty fucking
1: exciting.
0: My number three stays in the superhero genre, but it's The Incredibles. Okay. The Incredibles is. For lack of a better word, incredible. Oh God! Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched the first, but I've seen it multiple times, and it was it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny. It's got some heart moments. It's got some scary moments for sure, and it really calls into question like what would it be like to be a superhero in the real world? Mm-hmm. Because he, you know, Mr. Incredible retires and is gets a nine to five, and mm-hmm. then goes back to superheroing. Now he's got the whole family involved. Uh, and they've took they've taken a lot of time on this so i'm 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 hoping that that makes yeah. i'm hoping that because of that they've done it correctly yeah. and they've really done right i think this is going to be a huge blockbuster i think it's going to be a top 5 box office movie of the year yeah. because it's a, again it's a pixar movie again so
1: and you're going to get cuz now you're double dipping you get the people who were kids when when they, it's kind of like the toy story three yep when you get people who are going who are when they were kids and they love this movie and now you got kids again and you got their kids you yeah. know you got the kids of the people who saw it when they were kids so so many kids
0: yeah there's kids everywhere <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm very very excited for I- I- incredibles 2 if i can make a request it's that sam jackson comes back as Frozen. yeah <laughs> where's my super suit <laughs> uh I, again that's number three and yeah. i i'm now that I'm, I'm thinking maybe it should go higher now that i think about it but Let's go on to number 2
1: Number two, two, two. My number two... And no poop jokes. <laughs> My number two is... Ronnie? Aunt- <laughs> My number two is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. I loved the first one a lot. Uh, Paul Rudd is great. I'm excited for... Now we add the Wasp in there. I hope we get more Hank Pym with uh, Michael Douglas. Ugh. I can't wait. That, that movie is so funny. I hope we get a return of Anthony potentially. Oh, <laughs> Michael Peña hopefully comes back for it too. I, I don't know. I loved the first one so much and I, I think this one will be good. I, there obviously hasn't been a trailer yet, Mm-mm. but I'm excited for when there is one.
0: First one was one of my favorite of the... has been one of my favorite MCU movies so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's an excellent origin story. Um, it was interesting the way they went with Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah.
0: And Paul Rudd is awesome. I really like Evangeline Lilly and the way they're doing yeah. Hope Van Dyne slash The Wasp in this. Uh, really excited for this. And the way they do action in Ant-Man yeah. in the first one was so oh, cool. cool. It yeah. was so different. They yeah. thought outside the box a lot, and I'm excited for them to bring that back with some more cool ideas.
1: Yeah, he was my, like, in Civil War, he was my favorite. Just He was so funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's great in Civil War. He fits right in with the yeah. whole group. Uh, we'll see how that goes in Avengers, but uh, for Ant-Man, I'm, I'm excited for his. Yeah, My number two, oh, man. it's. I'm Now I'm just trying to decide between my two and one.
1: This is this going to be corny? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, my number two is not corny. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. What I had written down, and it's Mission Impossible Six.
1: Dan dan. dan,
0: dan, Dan, Dan. This is my alarm clock. Yeah. And Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt is the baddest man on the planet. No one can fuck with him. He has been disavowed five times, and that can't fucking stop him. Yeah. Now you have Jeremy Renner, Alec Baldwin's in the mix. You have Simon Pegg. Um, of course, Ving Rhames is back. Who knows what woman they'll have come in and look hot? Because um, they always have a different one, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't care what they do. I don't know anything about Mission Impossible, but they're going to have the theme song. Tom Cruise is going to do a sick-ass stunt, and there's going to be a lot of death and stuff. I think yeah. Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation have been amazing. They were really good. And I'm really excited to see where they go next with this.
1: Me too. I You made me watch all of them, <laughs> and we went to the last one in theaters, and... I loved it, so I'm excited. I'm excited as well. Time for some honorable mentions. All right, so we kind of talked about them earlier. Um, Some of my honorable mentions, Deadpool 2 is one I'm excited for, Tomb Raider, uh, Mission Impossible 6 made my list for honorable mentions, Uh, Venom, Bohemian Rhapsody was really close to making my list, but the one that I was really, really wanting to put on the list was A Medea's Family Funeral. The reason being, because just the name of the title, I hope they finally fucking kill her because I'm tired of those goddamn movies.
0: <laughs> oh, you think when she dies, she'll go, good Then She can go, hallelujah, you're up in heaven. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's pretty dark, but okay. Ugh,
1: I'm sick of her movies.
0: I've got some honorable mentions. Um, Winchester, we talked about. Mm. Her, I'm, I think that could be really, really cool. Proud Mary. Again, that's Taraji. Um, the Strangers, uh, again, that's one of my favorite horror movies ever, so this, the sequel to that is going to be cool. I also had Tomb Raider on my list, uh, Avengers, Ocean's 8, again, could be, I think, really cool. I talked about that a little bit. Ant-Man, I also had The Nun, mm-hmm. which I could be some super chilling, I hope that's like the scariest movie I've seen. Uh, I think it could potentially be that. Equalizer with Denzel. Yeah. Getting to see him beat some ass is going to be awesome. Venom, anything related to Spider-Man, I'm at. So that is going to be awesome. Wreck-It Ralph very nearly made my top five. Really? Because I really, really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. So the sequel to that is going to be awesome. And then I also had Bohemian Rhapsody because I'm excited to see what Rami Malik does with yeah. the role.
1: Number one, one, one. My number one is something I've been talking about for...
0: Several times yeah, on the
1: podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. And I love the book so damn much. Uh, it's Ready Player One. Uh, mm. We've talked about it kind of at length. Um, the trailer was awesome. I'm really, really excited for this movie. I like I said before, if they can capture even a percent of what that book does and put it in a movie, it's going to be awesome. Yep. I have high hopes of Steven Spielberg. Ty Sheridan is that the kid's name? Yep. He's he's gonna play uh, Wade Watts, which isn't perfect casting because he's
0: he's supposed fuck, to be ugly. Yeah,
1: he's like a good looking, in shape dude, and Wade Watts is like fat and pimply and stuff. I don't know if they, if they can capture just an ounce of that that book, it's going to be awesome. Yeah.
0: I think so too, and my only my only concern about it is I hope they don't go too deep into like the nostalgia bit. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like that's what a lot of people are mentioning is like this is just going to be a nostalgia blast with no substance. If it has the substance, I think this could be one of a lot of people's favorite movies of the year. Um, we shall see. I, I'm I'm with you. I have faith in Spielberg that mm-hmm. that he'll he'll bring it, and I think the cast is good. So yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Uh, very nearly made my list. Uh, I am very excited for this, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to not anticipate it so much. Yeah. Again, I'm trying to go in with low expectations yeah. because I love the book so much.
1: Um, see, the way I look at it, though, I can go in with really high expectations. It's not going to ruin the book for uh-huh. me because the book is so damn good. Yeah,
0: we shall see. Much like yours, we have talked at length about my number one and it's Black Panther. Uh, nothing new to say. Really, I'm just excited to see a black superhero. That's that's and a good one and <laughs> one with a high budget. So, you know, I of course i loved blade um blade (laughs) is still fucking awesome by the way if you haven't seen blade go watch it again blade i like blade trinity a lot of people did. anyway that's a total aside um
1: blade passion
0: black panther is gonna be awesome it's mcu it's it's like a it's dark it's in wakanda they have the highest tech they have the baddest ass fight choreography apparently so far they've got hip-hop in it fucking finally (laughs) and it's got him it's got Chadwick Bozeman, Michael B. Jordan, uh, and so many other great fucking actors and actresses that I am so, 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 so excited for this one. And it's only about six weeks away. So yeah, very, long. very excited to get to this one. And Both of
1: our top artists And finally art that- get to it. Yeah. The first quarter of this year. Yeah. yeah. Comes out in March for Ready Player One.
0: Very cool. Yeah, so obviously we'll be talking more about those as the dates get closer. I'm sure we'll go back over all those movies at least once. Yeah. So again, I mentioned it before, but let us know in the comments or Twitter or by email. All the details are down in the description for how to get a hold of us. Let us know what we missed out, what should have been on our top most anticipated, what's your highest anticipated movie next year.
1: Tell me if you agree about the fucking Medea shit.
0: <laughs> Wait, the Medea, so the Medea movie is real? Yes. Okay.
1: Medea Family Funeral is what it's called. Oh gosh. And she's like in the poster, she's all like with one of those veil things on. Looking huh. all sad.
0: Well, let us know if you're excited for Medea. God damn it. More than Seth is. And you can do that, again, on Twitter, at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth O. Ott, or at Soco Show Pod. Also, don't forget to get over to YouTube, where you can check out Jared Buckendall. He's at Jared Buckendall on all the <laughs> social medias. Hey, if you haven't listened to episode 23 from last week, make sure you go back and check that one out. Uh, we had a hell of a time talking to Jared about Star Wars and the best movies of... 2017. So go check out what Jared's working on. I know he's got some end of year stuff in the works as well. So make sure you take a look there. Also, don't forget to check us out on Podknife. Leave us a review. You can also follow their Twitter page at Podknife. Well, uh, we want to give a big shout out to everyone who's stuck through us so far through 24 episodes. We're going to roll out of 2017 into 2018. Uh, We've got some exciting new things in store for the show. A couple new segments. Uh, maybe some potential new sounders.
1: A new co-host.
0: Uh, a new so-host, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, just a lot of new things that, that we're working on for the new year. So make sure you come back and, and check out episode 25. And before then, make sure you have a happy new year and uh, be safe and have fun while you celebrate. Seth, anything to add?
1: No. Uh, thank Thanks for listening. Um, all 11 of you. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> we got 11 of the best fans in, <laughs> in podcasting, so... Uh, uh, obviously uh, super appreciative of those of you make sure you get on the comments let us know what we need to talk about in the new year and uh, let us know if Seth sucks specifically because I need some some backup when I tell him he sucks I need I need some help
1: hallelujah so
0: supporting him <laughs> hallelujah let's end this episode this has been number 24 again come back next week for episode 25 happy new year everybody this is Cody Michael for Seth Ott we'll see you next week
1: bye bye